I'd love to go to Hooters. What? To where? Hooters. Joe Hooters. No. Do you want me to explain what Hooters is? For the listeners. Hoot- Hooters is a place in America. Right. Well, it's a chain. Where you go there, it's like OK Diner. It's like Little Chef. Right. But Food. Instead of a little, yeah, it's like restaurants, but instead of a Little Chef, you got big, busty women. <laughs> That's why it's called Hooters. <laughs> Honestly, have you not ever heard of it? Is that allowed? Well, it's America, isn't it? Uh, well, is that, like, genuinely? Mm-hmm. Right. Because teenagers try and go there and they get kicked out all the time. And it's still going? Hooters restaurants, look. Hooters. That's the staff. What? Hooters. You never heard of it? These are like rollerblades and shit. I mean, I think of... Hooters. Look, hoot. Two tits. That, that can't be allowed, can it? It's true. How are they allowed to do that? Restaurant. Hooters. What There's food one do they uh, do? in Orlando. Well, what food do they do? I always assumed it was like, just like Little Chef. Hooters menu. Yeah. Because we'll go. You can have two gammon and pineapple. <laughs> you can have two gammon and eggs. You're only allowed dumplings. You can have onion rings. Two quarter pounders. Two paps. Anything circular. Pizzas. So I think it's just like snacky food. So Because, you know, that's not the main meal, is it? The main meals are... A big jug of... Mm. So, we got... Hi, can I take your order? I want to see pictures. Of what? Of the menu. Just want to add that. (laughs) That caveat. There's one in Nottingham. No. Hooters of Nottingham. No. Should we go? Is this real? Yeah. No, it's not. I mean, I'm overly excited for this now. So, we got uh, curly fries. Brilliant. Uh, Salads. Steaks, fish and chips. Uh, I'm in. I'm sold. Um, Curly fries and fish and chips. Key lime pie. Don't know what that is. Sorrel. Is that the restaurant? A picture of the restaurant? I think in Newcastle, yeah. It looks dreadful. Uh, burgers, all those burgers are brilliant. Wings, brilliant. Fertilizers. Uh, you got a little uh, platter of little burgers. Though. Brilliant. Yes, I'm into that. You know, yeah. finger food like that. Lots of tots. You ever had tater tots? No. I fucking love tater. You'd love tater tots. We need to go to Hooters. You would love tater tots. We need to go. Have they got a Twitter? Perhaps we could get them to sponsor us. Who can convince you? Sponsored, Sponsored by, by Hooters. Hooters. <laughs> Nottingham. WCCY. Sponsored by Hooters. Do you like Dr. Who? Hooters. Where? It's a horrible name, though. Hooters near me. <laughs> Hooters makes you happy. That's a slogan. <laughs> so... We got, I think, more locations. Right. So is it, is it just a restaurant for pervy men? Is that what it's supposed to be? It's what they're selling, isn't it? Oh no, not some good England. Get directions. Oh, we're not going now. How many Hooters are there? There is currently only one branch of of the chain in the country in Nottingham. Which brands itself around fried food, football, and beer. There you go. Okay. 
Oh, Christ, it's not the same as the US, is it? <laughs> yeah, pal, welcome to Hooters. All right, what do you want? Man Hooters. Oh. It just looks... Yeah, I'm Kelly. Yeah. I'm Kelly, and I'm taking your order today. Just fake eyelashes in your burger. Hooters. I can't believe you have it. Look, you can go to the gift shop. I'd have, I'd have that jumper. Hooters. I can't believe you never knew about it. I've never... I think I've heard the name, but I didn't know what it was. Oh, yeah, it's full on. Full on? <laughs> yeah. I'm having my birthday party it's there. full on. Sexy. I'm having my birthday party there. <laughs> you sounded a bit like John Bishop then. I'm having my birthday there. Hooters is full on sexual exploitation, isn't it? Well, it's their choice. You don't have to work here, love. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to have tits to work here, but it helps. I don't want this now. Spit out the window. I'm not a big drinker, but I'm here now, so. What's in your TARDIS, Tim? You don't want to know. Gin. This house runs on Prosecco. This car runs on fairy dust. Live, laugh, love. You don't have to be mad to work here. But it helps. Stand closer, boys. It's... What is it? Oh, it's stand closer, boys. It's shorter than you think. On the toilet. Have you ever seen that one? No. Have you got a fluffy um, toilet seat yet? No. Oh, pink fluffy toilet seat. And the week could be crusty as well. <laughs> Crystallised. Right. Can we start? Right. <laughs> Where'd you keep your tic-tac while you're not sucking? I've swallowed it. Yeah, but where'd you keep it when you're not sucking it? Under my tongue. Oh, I put it in my cheeks. Do you? Yeah. Like a rabbit. <laughs> a rabbit. Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of Who Can Convince You? I'm going to do that again because of the squeak. You hear it all the way through. I know, it's very annoying, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's really bad. You said you'd sort it, but... Yeah, well, I did try today, before you came, but couldn't find out why it's doing it. Hello. And welcome to episode 26 of Who Can Convince You. I'm Harry. I'm Luke. Hmm. Off to a good start, that, isn't it? Uh, right. How's your week been? Fair. Yeah? How's your week been? It's been all right. I will say it's nice to be back to normal. Normal? Yeah. I feel like for the last few weeks we've been off with the podcast. Uh, Please know, stop squeaking I, on that chair. I am just trying to... That's better. You have to keep your balance now, don't you? I'm glad we're back to normal. Aye. In what sense? I feel like we've been off the last few weeks. The episodes have been shite. I agree. But do I put this in? Don't know. I just, I'll just leave it as I think we've been a bit off. I, I reckon. I promise this episode's gonna be amazing. Right. 
You said you had something to discuss. I did. I found something on YouTube that I've become obsessed with. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah. Do you know the term a Karen? Yeah. It's is it their meltdowns? Not Karen meltdowns. It's Karens versus fishermen. Now, I have seen Karens complaining about the fact that it's not nice to like for people to be called right. I've heard right that the Karens. You, yeah. Online on social media complain about the fact that people use Karen as a derogatory term. Right? Yes. Now, the only people who would complain about that is a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, say, you just can't, you just got to accept and hope it goes away. It's, it's rife as well, isn't it? Yeah. That sort of uh, world. But um, what they got to do with fishermen? Or fishermen. Fishermen. Cybermen, uh, they tend to always have an issue with them fishing. So You can't fish there. Yeah, you can't fish there. Right. It's private property. Right. You're gonna when you've taken the hook out and put it back in the water, it's dead. <laughs> um you're putting plastic in the ocean. It's cruel. Yeah. Um I'll throw you in the water, yeah, see how, how you how, like it. How would you like to be dragged out of the air and put in the water? Um, so, and they they take instant offence to see it. it I liken it right in the band world hmm. of pub rock. Hmm. Pub rock. There's certain songs hmm. that I refer to as dickhead magnets. Right. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. And as soon as you start playing, killers. It, yeah, a big one. The killers are a big one. As soon as you play, Mister Brightside. Coldplay. All the knobheads appear. It's a shame, really, because I like that song. Mm. After that swig. Um, another one, Chelsea Dagger. What's that one? That one does it. Sex on Fire. You never heard that, hear that one so much anymore. <laughs> or you do, I don't know. In the band world, it seems everybody plays it because it's just... Do you play it? No. Good. Ooh. Oh. Um, what else? There's a there is a, there's a few of them, right? There is a few of them. There is one I'm trying to think of, like the notorious one. Valerie has turned into a bit of one. That's more for the sta- the Hindus in it. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. What's the song I'm thinking of though? You know what I mean? Do you remember when I played that gig on my own, and it was just me and the piano singing pop stuff? Yeah. In was it in Flankoflin? It's all right. That was. And you came. Yeah. Were you there when that woman just thought she could just come and sing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Why, why do people do that? Well, I thought I could play the drums. So. Uh, yeah. It was awful. Well, it was different, wasn't it? I'd never drummed before. No. And I'll never drum again. <laughs> but it's funny that, isn't it? How people just assume they can have a go. I'll have a go, shall I? Well, she just came. I remember she just came over, didn't she? They yeah. expect karaoke. It's karaoke. <laughs> no, not quite. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, it, it seems to be that Karens yeah. are attracted to fishermen like drunk people are to the killers. Right. That it's just, it's catnip. It is their catnip. 
they get riled up for that five minutes. And they then see a fishing rod. After. Yeah, exactly. See a fishing rod, and they're straight in. <laughs> like you're not allowed to do this, you know. You need to show me these. Later. This this is private land, right? Or what? It's water. You know, and a lot of the people that put private, pri- no fishing. A lot of those signs of people have just put those signs. Oh, up. really? Yeah, loads of them. You know, it's like on the canal, where I go to fish on the canal a lot of the time. Well, you're a different kind of fisherman, though. Go on. You're a thrown back in them. I'm a catch and release. Catch and release. Catch and release all the way. If I caught a seal, I'd kill it. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd club it, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> club it? I put it on my bonnet. It's, uh, yeah. How did you catch that? But, you know, yeah, the the stretch of the Llangollen Canal... We should say it again no. with a little bit less teeth, tea in my teeth. Yeah. The stretch of the Flangoslin Canal. That's all right, yeah. I go to fish. Um, there is a house notorious on that stretch yeah. for just coming out and just saying, you can't fish there. And the sign that's put up. I, I know it's like one of those houses mm. where there is one on the way to Riffin from here. Do you know what I want? What I mean? Yeah. There's a dummy outside with a high vis on. Yes. Every time we can What's he doing out at three in the morning? Mm. There's one of those in Corwin as well. Corwin. 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 Where they've put a man in a high vis with a hard hat. Yeah. Next to a big yellow box on the side of the road. And Morrison's in Wrexham. The yeah. policeman cardboard cutout gets me every time. Oh shit! Sorry, officer. Yeah. It's thirty for a reason. Oh. <laughs> I want to talk about this actually. Go on. And it was like driving here today. Every time I drive here, it's like it's all always like this. Right. When you see a speed limit, yeah. it is a target. Otherwise, why would it be circle with a big number in the middle? It's a target. Right. Right? Yeah. I'd say don't go over by three miles per hour. Well, don't go under by one. Funny you say that. Go on. They do say when you learn to drive now that um, the examiners like to see you hit that speed. Yeah. Like they don't like you dawdling. No, because so it's better road... for control, isn't it? When you know that they can stay at that speed comfortably, they got good control of the car, that's better than just yeah. dawdling at 25, 26. Good driver. Yeah. Mm. So it is a target. Yeah. Well, it is a target. Well, there you go. I can't be arsed. It's like people look at the 20 sign and think, well, I don't count to zero. It must be two miles per hour. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, there's some people that drive the 20. Uh, uh, yeah. And please indicate. Oh. Please fucking indicate. Do you know, the one? Oh yeah, the one that gets me is the twelve o'clock. Twelve o'clock. Twelve, 12 o'clock. There's the twelve cock rule. Yeah. The twelve o'clock rule on the roundabout. It doesn't really work though these days. It, well, it does because it will tell you if it's not. You don't do that. Well, you need to look at the sign always. Yeah. Because some is your notor- exit? Some places are notorious for this because when you think you need to be in the left lane to go straight across, you actually need to be in the right. Mm. Notorious. But just read the road. Don't just guess. Don't just go in the left-hand lane and thrash it round. And if you're not sure, go around twice. Yeah, go around again. With your indicator on. Exactly. If you don't want to do that, don't go on the road. Yeah. I like to speed in a roundabout because I love catching... I love breaking hard behind people when they think, Oh, go now! Oh, see... I do it on purpose, but it's like, I just hope they shit themselves like, Oh, I could have been in the crash today. There is a lot of knobheads around. Yeah. Including me some days. I mean, we've all been there. 
that uh, the other day when I was going up to the farm, yeah. there was a, a lady that was driving down hmm. and there was me and then there was a car behind. And it's single track road, isn't it? Really? It's quite tight farm. on some things. Yeah. Lorries love to go down that oh, single yeah, the, track yeah, road. It. Why? Love it. The animal feed. If you're a lorry driver. It. Go up there. Go up there. Hmm. Single track road. And um, you are the king. Oh, yeah. When, king you're, on the that, road. when you're on king that road, the road, you own it. Yeah. Well, you pay your tax. Well, I'm going to use it all. They. Um, so, yeah, I was going up the hill and there was a car coming down. Right. There's a car behind me. Yeah. And this woman, she had to reverse 50 yards, if that, hmm. into just where the where the home is for the. Um, it's like an elderly home yeah. that's up the mountain. And she just had to reverse into the thing. And yeah. she just physically, she said, oh, no, I can't reverse. Why? If so, you can't reverse, you shouldn't be driving. Well, yeah. I didn't want to say that to her because it comes across as you're just a bit of a misogynist. Like you should. If be someone on the road. can't, can you can only go one way in a car. She got out of the car. She got out of the car and came over and she said, "I'm really sorry, but I just can't reverse this car." Did you have to do it? It was a KA. Right. So we're not talking a tank. It, fair, you know. Well, fair how, enough. How, if how it big was, was she? How what? How big was she? The lady. In bust. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Like how tall was she? The woman, yeah, like uh, I don't know, five five, right? Okay. And she said, I, "I, I, no, I, I can't reverse the car." Right. And I said, "Oh, I said, well, I, I can't go. Forward. I can't go anywhere because there's a car right behind me around the corner, like the tight bit. Yeah. Like you just saw my ass. It right. didn't come around the corner. So that I will. She said, "No." She said, "You'll have to." I said, "She said I can't reverse." You had to do it. No, I said, well, I said, do you want me to reverse the car into there? And she said, no, 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 please don't. Right. So she went to go and tell the car behind to reverse, for me to reverse, for her to get past. And you did it. Well, yeah. What else was it? Just sit there. I'm going to sit here until you learn to reverse. Well, yeah, someone. She shouldn't be on the roads. Well, yeah, fair enough. It's like Dickhead Dave. Yeah. In the farm. Yeah. I'm putting on the podcast. I don't care. Uh, clipped the back of the van the other day. Again? Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but I couldn't reverse in a van. <sighs> See? Yeah, although it has got parking sensors, if it beeps faster, that means... Stop. <laughs> now, what do you... Speaking of cars, mm. what do you think of car adverts? Pointless. They're crap, aren't they? Yeah, always awful. Tinted windows and you can't see anybody driving. Or it's an attractive lady on a sunset beach. Nothing to do with the car. No, yeah. Just her turning the radio up. Or a family coming home from Butlins. Yeah. They must have had a great time. Yeah. Dreadful. Now, I'm big into my adverts. Are you? I really like marketing and stuff like that. Always have. It's rare that you see. Do you like Fairy Liquid? Mm. I love the look of Fairy Liquid. It looks great. Seriously good Heinz. Oh. That's good marketing. Do you remember when Coke did uh, your names on things? Oh, yeah. Brilliant marketing. It's great. It's clever. Car adverts, mm-hmm. awful. They don't. It's like they don't know what they're doing. Mm. Like Coke adverts, they're always terrible as well. Do they know what they're doing? Because it's never anything about the car. One of the best adverts. Because you see them at the cinema, don't you? Car adverts. See, I, 
there's one thing about going to the pictures yep. or the cinema, as you would say. When you go to the pictures, mm. I hate the the adverts. The for pre-adverts before the trailers. Everything. Oh, everything. I hate the adverts for films. Yeah, they're mostly shit. I hate the it's adverts that are adverts. Yeah. I hate it. I just want to watch the film. That's what you paid for. Yeah. I The thing I hate most about cinema, pictures, is when Thank you'll you. get... It, Odin used to be notorious for this. Then it was View and Cineworld, but now they're all bad as each other. You'll get three to four adverts on why you should go to see yeah, in Cineworld. Yeah. I bought my ticket. Why are you advertising to me still? Yeah. Seeing gawky people watch a film. I don't yeah. want to see that. Laughing and throwing popcorn. Oh, that could be me. When re- In reality, it's, it should be pitch black. Somebody needs a pee and they trip up. Or they drop the popcorn or they can't in- find the cup holder in the seat. In reality, I don't know why they don't do this. I'd do this as a campaign. Cinema. You turn the lights on, right? You've got cinema. This is the advert. Mm. It's quite busy. You've got kids everywhere and stuff like that. Lights go down. Gone. Cine world. Immerse yourself. Nice. Good map. Speaking of good marketing. Yeah. Well, I haven't finished my car go on, one first. Go on, go on, go on, go on. One of the best things I saw for car adverts in the cinema... I can't remember what I think. Well, it's a pretty bad advert, not really. I think no, I think it was a Ford Mustang. But you know how car adverts go; it's usually ad. A uh, Mustang. Ford Mustang. It, okay. What? It just seems a bit of a high expense. They do in the, they do in the cinema, don't they? They always have the expensive cars in the cinema. Now, usually, you, you, when you see cars. Car adverts, it's always, you know, fancy, arty, shite. That oh, yeah. has nothing to do with the car. No one's asked. Mm. People either want a car to go to A to B, a car that goes to A to B fast, or a car that's jewellery, basically. Yes. There's three categories there. Every single marketing campaign I've seen misses every beat. It has nothing to do with anyway. So it the, seems a lot of car adverts seem to be leisure drives. Yeah. And the car's always on their own. Why yes. is the car it's always not sat in traffic with the you know with the? What well, does make sense to me? When you see the trailer, you'd want to see a car next to all the other grey, miserable cars. Mm. I want that one. What What are they driving? I want that one. And they do that thing, don't they? Like Toyota are quite bad for it. I think where they show off their car thrashing it around yeah. Tokyo, going around. A I corner saw that. Like, like the frame rate. That's yeah. uh, this is the latest like Toyota one, isn't yeah. it? Full Awful. left lock around a corner. Yeah. At like. In a city, 45, city centre, yeah. yeah. Like thrashing. Wait, I get around. it. Like with this car, you can go faster. Instantly in city. pulled over. If you're driving like that, what are you driving like that for? We did it on the advert. No, no the advert saying you can drive like that in this uh, car. right. It's that small. That you feel like you're driving like that. Right. Even at 15. Yeah, that's what it's saying. Right. Provided there's no cars on the road in the city. Instantly pull off because that's not real life. It's shite. Anyway, this advert in the mm. cinema. Close-ups of just showing the curves of the car. Really dark lighting. Oh, Shadows. It's great. It's great. It screams like, you customise this car. You do it. It's like in a showroom. And all the music wasn't really there. Do you know what was there? The roar of the engine. It was great. And it was in a showroom. The car was by itself. But it was almost saying like, I'm on. My engine's running. I'm waiting for you. What, yeah. are, you, what are you doing? What? That You're making it awkward because I'm the only car in the showroom now. Everyone else has bought it. What are you doing? It was a fucking great advert. See, I imagine adverts be like that. Like, imagine if you had money. 
this is what you could have. See, I, uh, yeah, I know people have that problem with like, why do so many car adverts when no one's got enough to buy a new car every year? I think a lot of people lease now, don't they? That and car adverts aren't meant for you know, like a, you see an advert for some eggs, you go out to the shop and, you know, and yeah, they're meant to stain your mind and think that mini was really nice. Five years fair. time, I'll get that mini. Five yeah. years time, that mini will be even better. So you'll spend more. Yeah, potentially. I well, it's it's long it's long term game. Mm. Depending on what car it is, but, uh, but Tesla, mm. they're not cars. Their whole campaign isn't cars. Jewelry, future. They're selling the future. They're selling Apple products. And what does Apple sell? The future. Exactly. Unlocked. Exactly. The future's yours today. The future's never yours, but we're the closest to it. Yeah. Awesome. Fucking love adverts. Money can't buy you happiness. Yes, it can. But it can buy you a yacht. No. What is the saying? There's a funny Money saying. can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you happy people. I See, I've heard something like, money can't buy you happiness, mm. but it can buy you a yacht to sail right up next to it. Oh. Nice. That was good, Ross. Well, that's good, that one. Yeah, it's good, that. But yeah, that's, that's, that's what what I've been thinking. So, basically, my degree in uni, I don't like it. Yeah. I, I, Doing a marketing distribution next year, so see how oh, that goes. Are you? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Because another thing that's terrible is film trailers and adverts. Yeah. The big th- I get it, because if you look at Amazon's campaign, the big thing is what actors are in it. The first shot you see is... Chris Pratt. Or <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz, or something like that. Yeah, we want the name first yeah. and foremost. And a wide face. Well, I think Chloe Grace Moretz is quite attractive. Yeah, she she is quite a tr- she's just got quite a wide face. Different, different. It's one of those people, you know, when you think you're attractive, but I can't work out why. That's the same with me and Chris Pratt, though. What you you and Chris Pratt are yeah. that? No, I that's my relationship with Chris Pratt. See, I just don't like Chris Pratt. I'm not a massive fan, but like, I also don't think he's attractive, but. I think you. I think you've sort of been. Everybody's been told he is. Mm. So you just sort of believe it. Like Matt Smith. Yes, he just looks like Frankenstein. Get that thought out of your head, and imagine him with bolts. If you've got a poster on your wall, yeah, get a couple of screws. Put a ziggity line on his forehead. <laughs> you. T- but uh, speaking of marketing yeah. and advertising, sorry, I went on a waffle. But that's all right. It's just great stuff. I yeah. love it. Well, but on the subject of advertising, yeah, I made a purchase. Go on. You've seen it. It's been put on Twitter as well. The van. Yes. Now. You've got some balls. I admit, it seemed like a fantastic idea when I ordered it. Was this like so one in the morning? Was it for anybody who's not in the loop? I've ordered a big livery magnet or livery. Livery? No, I think it is livery. It's livery, I'm not, isn't I'm it? Too sure. It, it it's it's got a nice taste to it, but it's a bit livery. So, I've ordered a big livery magnet. It's a bit chalky. Livery is chalky, isn't it? When it's cooked wrong. Oh, I can't bear liver. Like slime. So, um, yeah. So it's a big sticker, basically, but it's a magnet, so it's removable. That says, Thank "Who Christ. can convince you?" Podcast. Yeah. And a big QR code. Big Doc Do logo as well. The mm. old one. Classic one. And, uh Yeah, why didn't you show them? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Do you want to have a look? But, um 
What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So a big sticker thing for the van. Yeah. That says the podcast and scan the code to listen and da 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 da. It's a bit bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's I'm, a quarter of the size of the back, isn't it? It's really? basically ha- a half of the door. A quarter right. of the... Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got some brass. Well, do you know what, it's, though? It looks good. It, yeah, I think it looks good. But is it just the fact it says Doctor Who? Yes. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, 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 there's something about it. That... Well, people wouldn't have seen that logo for years. That's a lie. <laughs> but do that sp- specific one when it's into a younger zone. Like, yeah, maybe they talk I about. Mean, well, it's the one that's on the DVD covers, isn't it? Yeah. Just go cross-eyed. I'm just not. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it now. Keep it on for a few more days. If you don't like it, you just take it off, can't you? Mm. Put it on the fridge. Big fact on the So, yeah, I mean... I do like it. My yeah. mum my commented on it as well. She said it was very what lovely. What the hell is that? No, she said it was really good. Oh. It's just... I suppose it's... It, what, have you, what did you say? If it's in the it's on the back door, it's out of sight, out of mind. It is out of sight, out of mind. I mean, yeah. I did have it on the side, but... Yeah. Kids throwing stones at you. <laughs> That's that's my fear, isn't when it? Because when they see it, it'll be too late for them to throw that far. Yeah. I mean, it seems as if, you know, people would just shout nerd when you're in Asda Car Park. But you are a nerd. Well, yeah, but I don't want people to Own know it. that, do I? Own uh, it. Yeah. Anyway, should we move on a bit and do a quiz? Aye. Right then, should we do a quiz? Okay, you don't need to click the quiz. What? Don't open the quiz. I'm not, I'm getting my notes up. Okay, so, I have decided for this week to take advantage of my recent acquisitions and delve into the Doctor Who quiz book. And one question from New Who, to make it a bit fair. Okay? These are all questions based on stories that A, we have done yeah, or B, I know you have seen right okay? yeah right here we go you've done something like this before and I failed miserably question one as long as you think about it I think you'll be alright alright okay I have changed these twice because I thought that's too hard question one in the adventure Planet of the Daleks Lartep offered a companion, Joe Grant, the opportunity to start life on an alien planet. He did. Can you name that alien planet? Scaro. There's a point. It was at the end, wasn't it? Correct. Well done. That was instant, that, as well. Yeah, I remember that. Question number two. Oh, and um, he got approached by Petwee, didn't he? And Petwee was like, thank you, but fuck off. Oh, no, she... He says... Oh, does she say that? No, no, he he says to her, well, come with me, come with me. And oh, she no, says, just says no. And she says, oh, okay. No, he, she says, I'm sorry, I can't. There's all the, you'll find something. He goes, 
and walks away. All right. <laughs> All right, then. Question two. Oh. What is the name of the Doctor's daughter? From the episode, The, the do- Doctor's oh, Daughter. Oh, who? As played by Georgia Moffat. David Tennant's wife. Um, Peter Davison's daughter. <laughs> Gets complicated, doesn't it? I'm, I want to say Isabel. Necessary on a bike. <laughs> Good night, isn't it? Yeah, it's all right. What's her name? What letters does it begin with? J. Jezebel. Is that one? No. Uh, Jane. Oh, it's Jane. Jamie, isn't it? It's Jane. Janey. You're very close. Don't say it. I know something like that. Ginny. Very close. Like horrifically close. Ginzy. No. Lindsay, but with a J. <laughs> uh, Ginny. Jenny. Yes. Jenny. Spot on. Fucking hell. Okay. I'd help though. I wouldn't count that. This is a couple of weeks ago. Go on. Which, which alien race? developed space travel and journeyed to other worlds including Earth where they landed in Peru but when the doctor met them they had become a superstitious and backward people so let's let's iron that let's let's I'm uh, assuming this is the Hartnell episode no no have I seen this episode you have so you need to remember is it new or old who old who right um so, say the question again. Which alien race developed space travel and journeyed to other worlds, including Earth, where they landed in Peru? Peru. But when the Doctor met them, they had become a superstitious and backward people. The one that it got exploded, didn't it? No, it was a Cyberman one. Attack of the Cyberman. That wasn't not attack. It's the one I should. I thought it should be called Death of the Cyberman. Attack of the Cybermen. Oh, is it called that? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not that story. We did discuss this as well. So there's a bit of exposition where one of the characters explains to the doctors about uh, explains to the doctor about the space travel, and it is hinted at that that's how we learned how to build the pyramids. It's a Pertwee episode. Pertwee. Death to the Daleks. With the root and the living city. Yes, I don't remember that now. Do you remember when Balal says about they travelled into space and visited other worlds? No? Yeah. Can you remember what his race is called? Remember, they're banished from the city. And if you're banished, you're... What are you? Banil. No. Banushin. Venusian. No. Is that close? No. <laughs> is that a real thing? Venusian Aikido is what Pertwee does, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Hi! I don't know. Excellence. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Oh, fucking hell. Question four. Mm. Of eight. <laughs> is it? No. Well, how many? This is the last question. Oh, no. You're always doing too short. I did four questions. That's it. The Cybermen introduced a plague... On the moon base yeah. in 2070. Yeah. They also introduced a similar virus among the personnel of the space beacon Nerva. You haven't seen this episode yet. Right. How exactly does this virus affect humans? 
you get the black veins. What does it do? It um it puts you into rigor mortis, doesn't it? Turns you into a zombie. It's not the wording I'm looking for. You mm. makes you go rigid. No. Does it make you go hard? No. <laughs> no. It attacks your cells. No. Bones. No. Muscles. No. Well, it attacks the back. <laughs> it attacks the adrenaline. Fear. The nervous system. system. Well done. Have you got like a nice question? I haven't got a nice question. Would you like me to look through the book and see if I can find you a nice Choose question? A random one from an episode I've seen. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Question five. Final the decider. What was the murka? The murka. You've asked this before. Have I? Yeah. The murka was the big creature. In that one episode with the uh, people who live under the ground. I think uh, I think I need it a bit more specific. I'm sorry. <sighs> the begins with A. I think. No. The Silorians. Yes. Can you remember the episode? Silorian invasion. No. Attack of the Silorians. No. <laughs> Base under siege. Under the sea. Yeah, it is based under siege under the sea, but that's not what it's called. Who gives a shit? What is it? Warriors of the Deep. Right, well, you are. Did I do better than you thought? I think you did better than I thought. Right. I was I was very surprised with the first question, Scarra. Well, I remember that scene. Um, the Exelons, I thought you might get that, and you'd be really impressed that you got it. Um, the got Moon it. Base, I imagine at that point you thought it was going to be Sugar, was the answer. No. I thought, oh, in what episode did the Cybermen release a virus? Or how many people died in that episode? I can tell you now. Four. Wow. That wasn't. Yeah, there's loads more. And there we go. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Should we move on? Are we ready? We start with your episode of mine. Entirely up to you. Are we? I mean, we'll probably get rid of mine quicker. <laughs> Go on, then. We'll do yours first. Okay. So we'll start with my episode. This is the mighty, mighty Dragonfire from season twenty-four. It is serial four. Mm, where's the fire? Where's the dragon? It aired from the 23rd of November to the 7th of December, 1987. Mm. It was written by Ian Briggs. Who's he again? He likes his jumpers. Directed by Chris Clough. Pardon? Produced by John Nathan Turner. That's a cool name. Script edited by Andrew Cardmel. More from him later. And music by Dominic Glynn. 
It is three full episodes long. Would you like a synopsis? I'd like to... What was the story that was supposed to be there? I'll read that bit to you now. When you're ready. As trouble brews on the space-trading colony of Iceworld, the Doctor and Mel encounter their sometimes ally... (laughs) What? I've read that wrong, haven't I? Ally. As trouble brews on the space-trading colony of Iceworld, the Doctor and Mel encounter their sometimes ally, Sabalon Glitz, and a new friend who goes by Ace. Ace. Now, that synopsis tells you zero. Was that it? Yeah. That's it. Right. I still don't know what this is about. I don't. I really don't know. Right. Well, I've taken the story uh, breakdown out of the Doctor Who program guide. What did they take from it? It's like an art piece. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. The Doctor and Mel arrive on Iceworld, a trading post on the dark side of the planet Svartos. What do you say Mel looks like? Uh, Mel looks like... We'll get into that, we'll get into that. It is ruled by the megalomaniac Cain, who can only exist in sub-zero temperatures. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Sing the bell. Let's stop right there. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. Right. Kane. Who's Kane? Kane is the... Oh, the other friend, isn't he? No. The one with the uh, sliced rail track beard. No. Right. Kane is the, the one who likes to be cold, who we said speaks like a preacher. And acts like Dracula. Kane. Kane is the prisoner... That has to be cold all the time. The Dracula one. Yeah. Now, he's a criminal. And he's been exiled to this planet. How on earth has he ended up in a position of power? When he's the criminal. Because it makes no sense. I don't... The the premise of the story sort of makes sense. What is it? So there's a person... Yeah. There's a criminal... Mel. No, shut up. Glitz. There's a criminal. Yeah. Which is Kane. Kane. Kane is a species that has to survive in sub-zero temperatures. At least his face does. Well, yeah. So they... Make a one. He's been captured for his crime, which right. we we don't know what that is, I don't think. I think it's just slaughtering people, is it? Something mild. And um, the only place they can keep him is on Ice World. Right. Okay. Nowhere else. Well, it's just it's got a oh, permanent cause... cold spot. Yeah. Even though they're in a fridge. Because he doesn't leave that room, does he? No. Okay. So, so it's like he's made a coup. Well, so he, that he's there and he's being kept there forever. Right? Hmm. So he's kept capture. It, well, he's he's imprisoned in his own spaceship on the planet. But the key to the spaceship is hidden in the head of a robot dragon. Do we know why? No. Right. And it isn't... Why? And it's not a dragon. 
it's a robot. Oh, it's a robot, isn't it? Yeah. It's the TARDIS crystal, isn't it? Yeah. A Jodie Zero. Looks like, yeah. So. God, I forgot about that one. And that's it, really, isn't it? He's somehow got himself into this position of power. But how? Or why? Why is nobody stopping him? He's a criminal. He's a he's a prisoner. Is he a prisoner? I've, the the premise sort of makes sense, but there's enormous plot holes. Unless the dragon's supposed to be the guard of the prison. Yeah, but he's miles away. The dragon. And he walks slow. Yeah. So the premise makes sense, sort of, but the plot holes are so huge. That it makes the whole thing just not make. It feels like there's an episode missing. Oh, glad there wasn't. I, it oh, was well, tough going. Yeah, you cram all in one episode. Well, I wouldn't even be cramming. Let's let's carry on with the the little breakdown. The Doctor teams up with Sabalon Glitz to look for the legendary dragon who lives in the depths of Iceworld and guards a mysterious treasure. Meanwhile, Mel befriends Ace, a 16-year-old girl from Earth, with a passion for Nitro-9 explosives. Right. You just sent me a picture of a cabbage patch doll, haven't you? I bet. Right. So, Glitz. So, Glitz is the one with the train track beard. Yes. Right. He's been in a couple of episodes before. Yeah. But... He wasn't originally supposed to be in this, but the character that um, Ian Briggs wrote was so close to Glitz that JNT said, we'll just use Glitz. Ian Briggs wrote the Viking one. Curse of Fenric. Yeah. Isn't that light years? It's only a year out, isn't it? Quality. It's good. You could draw in comparisons between Capaldi's era and Jodie's. Mm. Quite easily as well. It just baffles the mind that how it's really bad. This isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the this is the worst. It's Doctor got episode horrendous seen. production values as well. But it hasn't got any painted pipes. <laughs> the Paint. makeup department needs to go somewhere. Right, I could do your face quick, but it'll only be your face. Well, the thing is, season twenty-four faced loads of budget cuts, but that doesn't stop you trying. Does it? Oh, the sets are big, though, aren't they? Well, you know that the ice room thing is the biggest set that the BBC had, the biggest um, studio. And at the time, I think that was the biggest studio in Europe. Wow. Television set. How did they make it look so small? Yeah. How did they make it look so crap? That too. And you know the console, Kane's (laughs) console? Yeah. Why? Yeah, why? It's horrendously close. It's just, it makes no sense. This, oh, God. It needs doing something to this episode. It's terrible. Story, I mean. Well, I don't have much to say apart from just a few glaring issues I have with it. Like some beats about the story like this make no well, sense. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's attempt to say something positive. So, Ace. This is the this is the introduction to, to Ace. Yeah. What are your thoughts of Ace? Oh, she's awful. In this story, she is. She's not the greatest actress in the world, but she does Ever get since better. I saw her in Curse of Fenric. With that awful flirting with the guards. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Me? 
Ace. You okay? Dreadful. This was her first acting role, yeah. like on TV. Mm, we know. But, yeah. <laughs> it does scream that as well. Never. <laughs> Get away. Uh, um... She's better than Mel, though. That's scary, isn't it? Well, Bonnie Langford is un- unbelievably stagey. She is, isn't she? Like, she's just panto. What was she in? She was that character, I was she? I think she played... Um... Oh, squeam, squeam, squeam. What's that? What is that? What was she in? People are shouting this now as I'm saying this. If there was a Cabbage Patch Kids movie, <laughs> I'd know who's why. Oh, squeam, squeam, squeam. Squeam, squeam, squeam. Just William. No idea. There she is. Oh, God. Oh, she looks like Amy Pond. She... <laughs> She's say? um, well, she's in. She was in EastEnders, wasn't she? As well. Hmm. Um. I don't want to say shit. No. It's all about Cory up here. So, uh, aye. Mel's not great. No. To, no in, one to, is to great be fair, in this. Mel is unbearable. Yeah. McCoy. Yes. Mm, it's dodgy in this one, isn't it? I've said this. To you while I was watching this era with McCoy. McCoy's era is a fever dream. Season 24. It isn't Doctor <laughs> Who anymore. This is something else. Oh, well, this is the season finale as well. No. <laughs> so you had Time and the Rani, Paradise Towers, Delta and the Bannermen, and Dragonfire. Delta and the Bannermen, the. The tagline for this for Delta and the Bannerman is debut of the seventh Doctor's question mark umbrella. You know it's bad when that's the only takeaway. I love McCoy though. I don't know why. I just can't. I cannot take it seriously. Which is great. It, they're fun to watch. That wasn't though because it just made no sense. I had no idea what's happening. And what was there wasn't even that cool. Like the greatest show in the galaxy, that was fun. Well, the thing is as well, like season twenty-five, the season after, yeah, starts with Remembrance of the Daleks, which is light years ahead of the whole of the season. Mm. Light years, like did the show run a change? Different or? world, no. Nope, nothing changed. changed. Nothing changed. Still right. Andrew Cartmel, script editing. JNT's still in charge. But they just seem to get it. That's the season with Greatest Show in the Galaxy as well. Yeah, it's great. And the Happiness Patrol. Right, well, this series has to be the worst in Doctor Who history then, right? Well, it's it's down there. And they've just released the blue box. Are we going to talk about the kid? The little girl in this? We'll get to that. So the dragon turns out to be a living mechanoid whose body hides a powerful energy crystal. So that's it's like the the key to Kane's ship. Right. Kane orders his men. Well, he, he must be like a guard dog then, because that's what. Why would you put the key? Well, because that's what happens in do you know the Pirates, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> do you know with the the dog outside with the outside the cells with I, the key around his neck. I'm a bit allergic to. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Him. Captain Jack Sparrow. What's his name? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, yeah. He makes my stomach churn. 
that's perfectly acceptable. I can see why. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, for one. He's a creepy man. Yes. Good his job, though. What, right. wife beating? I mean, right. Off we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cain orders his men to kill the dragon, then slaughters Iceworld's population. The Doctor takes the crystal, but has to give it to Cain in exchange for Ace's life. Cain uses the crystal to power Iceworld, which in reality is a huge spaceship. He plans to return to his home planet of Proamon, from which he was exiled 3,000 years ago. When the Doctor reveals Proamon's son went Nova 2,000 years ago, Cain commits suicide by exposing himself. His own planet sounds like something you put on a rash. Can I finish that sentence? Yeah. <laughs> Cain commits suicide by exposing himself to direct sunlight. Glitz then takes over Iceworld, and Mel decides to stay with him. Ace chooses to go with the Doctor. Oh, no, I don't say no. Right. I've got a couple of bits written down. Mm. So, the little girl. Absolute zero point in that character. Zero. Does nothing. She's an actress. Why? Why is she there? I don't know. Why do we keep cutting to scenes of her? I don't know. Uh, it's completely pointless. I said this to you when we watched it together. It's like, I don't know when Aliens came out. Well, what's the little girl in Aliens? Newt. Is it? Newt. Yeah. yeah. Is it just supposed to be that? I guess so, because... The dragon looks like... An alien. An alien, yeah. From the back, anyway. Yeah. From the back, you know. I'm guessing it's just supposed to be inspired by it. This came out in the 80s, isn't what's it? That, what's that Newt's real name? Is it Rebecca? Or Rachel? How, why, would, why would that be important? I don't know. I just want to know. I just couldn't remember what it was called. Anyway, but yeah, that's... The only explanation, isn't it, that it's just trying to be... It must be. Aliens. I don't know what else. Siri. Sorry. Hey, Siri. When did Aliens come out? Which one? Here are some options. 1980. Aliens. Ancient Aliens. Ancient aliens. aliens. Cowboys and Aliens. Cowboys and Aliens. Monsters versus Aliens. Monsters versus Aliens. Aliens, Zone of aliens. Silence. Zone of Silence. So it came out... Do you want Go. to hear the next five? What the fuck happened then? <laughs> <laughs> what Do was you that? Want to... Okay. That was horrible. It was, wasn't it? I'm glad we got that. What happened then? I don't know. I didn't do anything. There's nothing to read. She's very aggressive. What year did it come out? 1986, I think. Well, this came out in 1987. Right, so it just came out. Yeah. Right, so it's heavily inspired by aliens then. Yeah, I mean, it, it has to be. It, it just, it has to be. Would you caught that if I didn't say? What? That it looks like it's inspired by aliens, the film. No. Awesome. That's why we work together. Yeah. It's crap. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I just, I can't think of any way to defend it. There it. What are you defending? There's nothing there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's crap. So there's zero point in the... Right. The cliffhanger. The cliffhanger. Where? Of the Doctor hanging over the, the barrier. Oh, God. Why? Do we know why? We do sort of know why. Because that was an Impossible Girl episode. Not episode. Oh, God. You know, with Clara going back. and Yeah. So, one... 
It's crap. It's a terrible cliffhanger. Because it's literally a cliffhanger. The problem with this is I think it, it thinks it's really clever. Yeah, but it, it does. Like, it thinks it's, like, highbrow. Like, this is sci-fi. This is science yeah. fiction. It's just crap. It... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to... You know, like, when, I, when I've said, who's script editing this? Somebody needed to say. He didn't have one. Well, Andrew Cartmel, apparently. Was he ill? <laughs> Preoccupied with your jazz show, were you, Andrew? It's just, it makes no sense. It's it doesn't make any sense. So he's hanging off the edge of the the hanging off the it's barrier. Self inflicted. But on screen, it makes no sense whatsoever because it's not explained. So according to Cartmel. This is why he did it. In a later interview, yeah. The passage leading to the cliff was meant to be a dead end, leaving the Doctor no option but to scale the cliff face. Right. As shot, however, this re- uh, this reasoning became unclear. Unclear? Uh, non-existent. The catwalk carried on. He just, he just climbs looked, over the edge. He looked down at a sheer drop. Yeah. Thousands of feet. And then the next thing, Glitz climbs over and gets his feet... And lowers him down. How did Glitz get down? Well, unless he stretched McCoy to 100 <laughs> foot. That, it makes no sense. Whatever. No sense whatsoever. It's not, it's not Where even... McCoy is hanging on his umbrella. Yeah. Glitz, say Glitz is f- five foot six. Yeah. Five foot seven, whatever. So he's helping McCoy down. Yeah. So that's only like yeah, great... an 11 foot drop. I feel like scriptwriter or director is really inspired by good films because this bit's vertigo isn't it all the characters in this are the surnames of obscure film directors I knew it I knew it not that but I knew that this was made by someone who loves film it's embarrassing it is it's awful it's really really bad like but the thing is I remember this being good in my head, mm. when because when I chose this, I thought that's the one where his face melts. That's a good one. That as and he's got the dragon. That's a great bit of this, isn't it? It's one of the best effects in Who. Classic Who. That face melting because it's it looks real. Oh, well, you know what I mean. It looks. It's very high quality, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like fair play. Mm. It's done really because well, it's a cast of his face. Yeah. that they melt. I mean, but they do again, pop- films do that back then. They did that. It's very practical. Like, think of um, Poltergeist, Terminator, yeah. and stuff like that. Very much of this time. It's just... Pet Cemetery. So, yeah. Awful. That. Are we still talking about it? We are still talking oh, about okay. it. The production values... Where are they? <laughs> I mean, oh god! I'm glad you at least agree that this is. It's horrific. the thing is though, it's not unwatchable because you you just let you you're open not watching mouthed, anything. You open mouthed at how flat everything is. The direction completely flat. I was blown away at how just nothing. There's one shot happening. that I think is all right, 
And I think it's a like a slight crane shot at the start in Kane's... I know what you're on about, yeah. And after that, it's as if, well... They reuse the same ones. Yeah, we The can't. worst one I hate is the corridor where McCoy always fucking slips. slips. It wasn't funny the first time. It's just, he does it's it five funny. times. Yeah, it's awful. Even when he's off camera, you can see his little leg go. Yeah. Fuck off. But... I love McCoy, but... And there's that little... You know when he walks Real out of snow, the cafe? Real snow, though, in that corridor. Do you know that? When he walks out of the cafe... And he goes to pet that little alien, and it goes for him. That's funny. It's crap, though, isn't it? I know it? McCoy's ear is full of that. Shite. It's just... It's embarrassing. Yeah. It is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Like... So, the power Where's source... Where's that cafe? Well, this this is the thing, right? I want. I said to you, I want to lick the walls. So... It's like the taste of apple and shit, you know, Willy Wonka. Has has Kane mm. Kane's been imprisoned on this planet, right? Are we in agreement? Yeah. Ice World, which is a well, trading he's been imprisoned on the ship. Yeah, so he's in a ship on a trading planet mm. on the dark side of it called the planet is Sphatos. 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 So. It's. I'm just. I'm very confused about it. So he's imprisoned. Yeah. In Iceland. Yeah. That's what he is. He's imprisoned in Iceland foods. Yeah. That's why mums go to Iceland. Like he's, a this main this major prisoner, has been imprisoned in his car, in Iceland car park. Yeah. Why? Just because it's cold. With loads of other villains as well. No. Yeah. No. All, all the people in, in who were frozen. It's Iceland yeah. with a cafe. It's a freezer centre, a freezer food centre with a cafe. Yeah. That they've got this prisoner held captive in. That somehow the prisoner has become the in charge of the world. It's like you go to Iceland in the car park. You're about to go in. And you see a raging <clears throat> psychopath chained to one of the uh, Barney <clears throat> little Barney rides outside it. It's just, it makes no sense. Why is this happening? It, Ace has a horrible temper. Like, am I missing something? No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know either. But it, yeah, Ace. She's miserable. She she's angry, isn't she? Yeah. But the oh, the problem is as well. She's supposed to be sixteen, isn't she? Mm. But she's twenty. She's the same age as me. Sixteen going on thirty. She's twenty six, isn't she? Yeah. When she's playing the role. Yeah. And her dialogue's just dreadful. It's awful. No sixteen year old has ever said bilge bag. <laughs> they haven't, have they? <laughs> like, never. Nobody has ever. I've oh, never fuck said. Fuck off, bilge bag. Well, yeah, fuck off, bilge bag. But they gave they gave the Sophie Aldred mm. a list of like insults that she could say. Mm. But because it's the time that it's on, they're all crap. They're all Skill stupid things few. like that. There's bilge bag. She speaks like a sixteen year old, yet doesn't use the right words, <laughs> and pronounces everything perfectly. Right. Yeah, that's the pro- she's. She's posh, so it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> she gets that awful line as well when she's talking to Mel. 
when Mel's asking about how she got there, I think it is, isn't it? Mm. When they're in a room and she says, Mel says something like, how about your mum and dad? And she goes, I ain't got no mum and dad. I never had no mum and dad. I never want no mum and dad. I haven't got... All right. But it's, oh, it's just embarrassing. Mm -hmm. It's really embarrassing because it's crap. Mm -hmm. It's just crap. I need that on a shirt. I say it a lot. It's just crap. It is just crap. Within a sentence, she'll start at 12, go right up to 60, yeah. and go right back down again to 16. It's really weird, isn't it? It's an yeah. odd puff, uh, odd poor performance. Yeah. It's... And... and just, so yeah. who were the people in, locked in the ice? Who were they? Just people that he... Right. So when the story starts, mm. we, it's, we see all those people getting taken in, don't we? Like, as prisoners. Yeah. Right at the beginning. Yeah. That is the crew of the Nosferatu, which is Glitz's ship that he sold to get money. So the on ship that Glitz, Glitz sold? No, it, well, he doesn't say... It's Glitz's ship, isn't it? Glitz arrives on Iceworld. Yeah. Because he's a rogue and he's just doing crap. So he's not in prison there? No. Oh, but you but, said he was. No, not him. Kane. Kane is Glitz is the one with the Kane. No, Kane is the Melty Man. That is Glitz. No, who's Glitz? Glitz is the one with the fucking eye with the sideburns. Train tracks. Yeah, the... right. So Glitz arrives on Iceworld in his ship, the Nosferatu, yeah. and sells his crew for money to Kane. Right. And then Kane freezes them or does whatever to do to make them into zombies. Right. It was Cyberman. It's just. <laughs> hate that noise. And Maybe the I'll fact start that... it. They're not robots. No. Dum, dum, dum. Easy way to get away from them, though. No? Yes. Well, they just, yeah, just stomp around, don't they? Quiet. No. To escape them, you just. I don't know. To find some, just as long as they're in higher elevation than you, they won't see you. Oh yeah, when they're under the stairs. Yeah. The thing is, though, why doesn't Glitz just go? He's there's a lot of women there, isn't there? So yeah, but like he, he arrives there, and he's and then there's just a load of well, there's not even exposition. It's just nonsense. Like oh, you've got to pay this money back within seventy two hours, or we're gonna. Um, we're going to keep your ship. Right. Right. Well, just go. Just go. No. But he chooses to stay to go and look for this treasure. Oh, fucking hell. I forgot about the treasure. Did he, did he ever find the treasure? Well, the treasure the dragon, isn't it? The, the thing. The, the treasure. Key, the key inside the dragon. Inside the dragon's head. Which is for Kane's spaceship. Which is the key for the spaceship, yeah. Which was Glitz's. No. I thought you just said it Glitz sold the spaceship to Kane. No. What did Glitz sell to Kane? The crew of Glitz. Uh, Glitz sold the, his. Glitz sold his personal crew from his spaceship to Kane. Why? Oh, maybe that, that's why he can't go because he needs more people. I don't know. Well, why do you sell your crew then? It's just it's crap, oh. and, and he's and he's crap in this as well. Glitz is just dialing it in. It's just I don't want to be here. Is there anything else to talk about with this or? Well. Yeah, there's a few bits. So, Mel's leaving speech at the end. Was it a speech? 
She made her mind up at the start, really, didn't she? Well, the thing is, it's a bit odd because she go she goes away with with Glitz. Mm. Why? The only reason I maybe can that's think... why Glitz stayed because of Mel. Yeah, but it's a love story. It isn't, though, is it? No, because <laughs> the only reason I can think of is when the story was written, mm. Glitz wasn't in the story. It was supposed to be somebody else, a different character. So, I'm assuming it was supposed to be... Is Mel from Earth? Yes. Right, so why is she staying? It it just makes no sense. The, my only thought is that the character that was supposed to be instead of Glitz yeah. was supposed to be a handsome chap that Mel falls in love with yeah. and decides to stay. But because it's rewritten and Mel's already still leaving, she's just got to go with Glitz. Yeah. And Glitz is complete, doesn't even get a say in this. She's just like, I'm going to go with Glitz and keep him in order. And he's going to have to stop all his dodgy dealing. Yeah. We'd be like, well, hang on a fucking minute. You haven't even asked if you can come with me. One. One. <laughs> for, for one. Two, if you scream, I will put oh. you in an airlock and you're gone. It. Three. Three, I don't like you. Four. <laughs> I don't like cabbage patch dolls. <sighs> Five. It. I, so you're yeah. thick. <laughs> the her, she's got the worst, probably one of the worst leaving scenes of all of Doctor Who, or one of the best because you just want to see her go. Well, yeah, you do want to see the back of her. Oh, not in that way. <laughs> but I think the main problem with that scene is that. The scene that they use yeah. was like a test scene for when Sylvester McCoy did his audition. So Sylvester McCoy's audition tape, which you can find on YouTube, was a companion departure scene. Why? That's what they wrote as like his audition piece was like him saying goodbye to a companion. That was like the audition piece for the new Doctor. So McCoy pestered and pestered and pestered for that audition scene yeah. to be used as the com- departure for Mel. Yeah. Isn't because that Mel's choice or? It just doesn't fit. It doesn't no. work. It Just say no. <laughs> You're not in charge. Phil. No. It's just, you just say, Sylvester, it's already written, sorry. A year in advance. Well, it's just... On like as they were shooting it, he was like, "I want this. I want my audition to be the departure scene." I want a better doctor. But we can't have everything. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> I want a bigger budget, Sylvester. <laughs> um, so yeah, Andrew Cartmel thinks this is the best story of the season. Is he a moron? Well, I haven't seen the other ones. Well, is it? Time in the Rani. <laughs> what is that? The worst one then? Then what's the worst episode? What's the worst episode? You'll find out when we uh, have an anniversary. There's a few that are really bad. There's... Because I think for the anniversary we should do your worst worst and best. There's the twin dilemma. Is it the best of the season? Time of the Rani is crap. It's just crap. Paradise Towers. Delta and the Bannerman... See, that's crap as well. Dragonfire. That's crap. Paradise Towers is probably better than Dragonfire. 
but it's not saying much, is it? No. The music. So the music in this era is Kef McCulloch normally. But this time, it's Dominic Glynn. It's okay. It's better than what Kef McCulloch does. But it's still got a few of those crap. It's still it's got mouth pro. Yeah. It's still got a few of those crap orchestral stab. Oh god. That they it's they're terrible. And it's got oh, horrible snare sound of those Yamaha drum machines. Do you remember that random one? There was yeah, there's one like boom. Oh. <laughs> in the middle nowhere. of nowhere, isn't it? It's at the end of the scene, I think. Boom. Right. Well, there's a couple of synths on this if anybody's interested. No. Emulator 2, a, a absolutely dreadful crap sample. Is it? A big blue fucking floppy disk sampler keyboard thing. It's just crap. It's crap. And they go for a fortune now as well. People really? will buy emulators for probably upward of 20, 30 grand. Easy. And they're just shit. They just. This is the thing with some stuff. People just need to accept that they're crap. Leave it. There's great analog synths out there. Stop spending money on shite and just let it do- throw it in the in canal. canal. I was just gonna say. There's a Yamaha DX27. That's gonna be all the DX. Yamaha. Yamaha. Uh, Roland Juno Six, and I think there's a Korg Seven Seventy in there. I mean. It's okay. There's a nice bit where we get the the model shot of Ice World. There's a nice bit of music for that, but it's Ice pretty world. standard. It's pretty standard. It's better than Ice World. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty it's better than most of this era. What do we call this alien planet? Oh, it's covered in ice world. We're just calling it Ice World. It's covered in ice so we're just calling it Ice World. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. It's, um... Why are you out of breath? It's, uh... Have you got anything else to add to this? Can we move on, I'm, please? I'm just thinking... There's got to be something, hasn't there? Is there anything that was good in it? No. Well, we've already said. There's the... Yeah, the, um... The thingy-majig. What's it called? What's it called? The melting of, uh, yeah. Kane. What do you think of Kane? Are we still talking about him? He's, he's not, crap. Yeah, he's not very good. Everyone is crap in this. There's, oh. Yeah, I mean... Red. Raiders of the Lost Ark. What? Oh, the melt... Film. Hasn't yeah. they got a melting yeah. face? Yeah. Well, one of them. I haven't seen any Danny Jones. Really? You've said this last time. You've never seen any... No. None of them? Bits. Oh, they're great. They're shit. They're not... How do you know if you haven't seen it? I'm just riling you up. You can't say... I t- you can't say that about in your, an, an established series that's been running for many, many years. Fuck you, nerd erotic, you prick. Who's that? That dickhead with the beard who does those YouTube videos. Oh. Doctor Who is dead. Oh, is that him? And the BBC don't want to admit it. Yeah, and that prick with a bald head who did that video. Heel. Baby heel. Heel. Heel versus babyface. Nerderotic.com. You absolute dipshits. Hmm. 
Why do, why give them a platform? Why give these people a platform to just piss about? Well, not piss about. That's what we're doing. I know, yeah. Just to spout crap. That's what we're doing. Just to... Oh, do you know what I mean? Just to... just. Oh, God. It's unbearable. Can we move on to my episode now? I'll give it a red. There yeah, you go. It, yeah, it's red. It's red. It's a full-on red. This is the reddest of red it could have been. Reddit. What are your thoughts on those people? Nerderotic. What people? Nerderotic and that hero oh, versus babyface. They're entitled to their own opinion. Just don't have a platform. It's just, oh. Say it into the mirror and don't bother anyone. Because they're just being rude. They're just plain rude. So, yeah. Look at him. What are they going to do? What are you going to do? Come fight me. What are you going to do? Sucker me to death. Right. <coughs> so that's a full-on red. Uh, can I move on? Yeah, go for it. Right. Right. So my story this week was Smith and Jones. It's from season three, episode one. The air date was the 31st of March, 2000. Can I guess? Yeah. Seven? Seven, yeah. Is it? Yeah. The writer was Russ, the director was Charles, the producer was Phil, and the music was done by the only person who could do it. Our God. Our Lord and Saviour. The one who made the biggest sacrifice to save our sin souls. Sins. Murray. Murray. <laughs> now, synopsis. Just when it seemed it would be yet another chaotic day managing her family's disputes. Okay. Martha Jones finds trouble waiting for her at work. Trapped on the moon with space rhinos looking for a criminal and the air running out. She will... Oh, it's not the end of the sentence. And she will have to come to trust a seemingly mad stranger calling himself the Doctor. But can the 10th Doctor save the day this time? First half... Sorry. Right. Second half, they just gave up. I got the exact bit where they gave up. Oh, right. Okay, you've nailed it, have you? Yeah. Right. The exact bit. Like, what? Right. So we just... We've got fifth... Right. Your thoughts? Hmm. <clears throat> I remember, I, I watched this when it came out, mm. on air, on mm. broadcast. Mm. I was there. I was there, I remember. Um, and I was glad to see the back of Rose. Yeah. Because I just... I, Ten isn't. The, you, it's obsessive. Just, oh, it's just constant, isn't it? Just constant. We don't. I don't care. Do you know what? Funny story. Go on. Billy Piper was in uh, Comic-Con as part of a Doctor Who panel. And somebody asked a question, yeah. and it was along the lines of, like, here's my question, da 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 da, da. And then they sort of turned to the rest of the audience and said, because we all love Rose, don't we? Dead silence. No. And she was there as well. I don't, well, I love roses a bit. I don't. I just am different towards her now. Well, this this isn't about roses. It's about Martha. Well, the, yeah, but yeah, that's what I mean. Is that 
it was it was so good to just get rid of Rose. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good first story for Martha. I think she's great. Yeah. She's just so badly served. After this, forget about that. She's just a companion after yeah. this. She's yeah. She's worse than a companion. She's like a little dog. And I think she's, she's chasing the doctor. I think she's a bit badly served in this as well. Yeah. Yeah, she gets so mistreated in this. And as a character. It's just in in the stu- in her run. But anyway, I saw this on broadcast and I really enjoyed it. She's getting mistreated at the time. Well, really? not as it as a That's character. I, I think she's underwritten as a character in this. Yeah. I, but I don't think she's as good as she is in this in anything else. Any other story? I think I know more about her family than I do with her companion. Yeah, scary, isn't it? So I remember watching this when it was broadcast. Oh. And I remember thinking it was quite good. I remember the same thing. Yeah, I liked the Jadoon. I also... Yeah, liked I liked the, the new companion. Um, Who? Yeah, there is one, isn't there, mm. in this story? Um, I'm watching it this time. I don't think I've... I highly doubt I've watched it since then. But there's not a lot to it, is there? So it's not as we if We watched like, it together and we watched it together again have we watched it twice yeah no maybe i don't think we have i've got a... it's sad because i just watched all the the doctors coming up to capaldi haven't i so i've uh maybe apart from blink i skipped that for some reason i don't get blink um so it was a it was all right it was okay yeah huh? it didn't make me want to turn it off there's one point where i there's two points actually. Three points. I think two for me that are in my head. There might be three when you mention it actually. There is. But there's two main things that just make me. Roco, roco. It's not that bit. I like no. that bit. Roco, bloco, roco. It's all right. Come on. Yeah. yeah. The Jadoon's all right. They, they, they are look, all right. They look good. But it's sort of the Jadoon well, should have just been in this. No. And no, then no, no, not no. brought back. No. They, they don't do anything. Oh, they, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they they brought back, but not much. Only in this series, really. They're coming back, though, aren't they? Well, they've they've come back. So, I remember really enjoying this you when said. it was broadcast. You said. I can't remember what, how far I got. I We're thought just it, ready to get into it now, aren't we? Yeah, I thought it was okay. We're not there with wrap-ups uh, yet. I'm going to go... <laughs> so, Act 1. Yes. Martha seems overjoyed about getting loads of phone calls about a family dispute. Why? Like, she loves it. She doesn't... Yeah, it's it's a bit weird. Yeah. that It is an odd like opening one scene. One after another after another. Yeah. She gets calls from a family having a horrible time in life. And she's like, <laughs> yeah! And there's that embarrassing... <laughs> is it is, is it supposed to be the dad's girlfriend? Emily, she's called. Right. Hi, Martha. Hi. It's so Russell T. Davis as well. It's very... Well, it's family values. You want sexual innuendo? Rife. Rife. Martha goes to be a trainee doc at a tiny hospital in the middle of London. It's right next to the big wheel. You'll, you can't miss it. You can't miss it. It's right where mi is supposed to be, isn't it? <laughs> tiny little <laughs> hospital. You can have a tick It's not that busy. I... Once you pop... You can't stop. You can, because it gets a bit much after a while. Do you know what I did the other day? Well, I was in the farm, and I had a Tic Tac. Mm. Put it in my mouth like that and smack myself in the face. Oh, <laughs> so I could tell you. Have you ever inhaled a Tic Tac? No. 
Gone. That's in your lungs now. I put it in my, I put it in my hand. I put the Tic Tac in my hand, thinking I could sort of throw it into my mouth. Mm. But I misjudged it and just smacked myself in the face. The Tic Tac. Did Dave see? No. He would have loved it. I know. The problem is... Dave... Well, now... Exactly yeah. um, what the podcast is. Because you've got it on... I hope you... Your ba- the back of your... <laughs> your van. Yeah. So... You're chewing or you're just swelling? <laughs> you won't see it to his face. Especially not this week, because he's really fucking pissed me off. Mm. Martha goes to, to be a trainee. <laughs> Doc at a tiny hospital uh, in the middle of London, and the showrunner likes house, apparently. I like house. I like Liked. house. Mm. It's just salt. Innocent old salt. Right. Suddenly, the hospital is surrounded by a storm, and it gets teleported to the moon. I like that. I do mm. like that. So Martha loves everyone else having a miserable time, apparently. That's why I got from the first shot. Yeah. She loves it. <laughs> uh, then Tennant goes past her and says, Oh, sorry. Or something like that. Something to tie, I don't know. He's mumbling. He mumbles a lot in this. Dreadful. Really I don't bad. know half of the things he says. Can we get that again? No. Should we? Can we do that again, David? We had a theory, didn't we? We think he mumbles and talks through his teeth because that's the only way you can do an English accent. Yes. He doesn't act like that everywhere else. Yes. What's that thing that he's in where he plays the devil? Angels. Good omens. He does that. He does the same accent, doesn't he? Yeah. And does he do the same thing? Yeah. There you go. So his his way of getting an English accent must be to do... Clench, clench, clench. Yeah. (laughs) Must be... Diarrhea. Yeah. Slim what... speaks Scottish. Yeah. You said if he was McCoy you... did it. Yeah. Hey, he's Scottish. Yes. McCoy. Sylvester McCoy. He's not Scottish. Yes, he is. Alright. Um. What the hell? What? I can't, I can't believe that. I'm Amy Bond. So they arrive at the hospital. She arrives at the they hospital. Do. And then her sister calls and says, Oh, no, no, it's, it's not yet. Some biker man parges past her. So this is like one of the monsters. Yeah, like a leather face thing. Uh, well, not, not literally. I mean, they're, uh, they're okay, I guess. It's, yeah, I, th- I quite like that. I think yeah. it's, it's all right. Um, and she's obviously training, so... You've got all the people there, and they're all thick as shit. They're the thickest. Dog. If they were looking after me, I'd just. Where's my IV bag? Pinning oh, it. Well, <laughs> on a note of uh, Martha. Yeah. Martha. Martha. Mm. Um, I hate her costume when she gets a run. Because mm. she's got that horrible leather coat. It's the time. And that, it, it's dreadful. It is dreadful. But, she looks great in the white coat. Yeah. Yeah, she does, yeah. Can we just leave her wearing that? Not the whole way through, but no. the, the thing she's got on under it. She's got like a blue jumper and black trousers, hasn't she? Yeah. Just dress her like that. Why has she got a dress? Like, I don't know. So Smith and Jones. 
It's Martha checks for the heart, doesn't she? She on does. The dock. Hats. Sorry. She checks where one should be, and it's there. And she's like, I wonder if there's one on the other side. Why would you do that? <laughs> well, Martha? she can hear something else, can't she? She can hear, like, I mean, the echo of the other. I guess, but... Would you not think heart palpitations first? Would you not just immediately think you're going to have a heart attack? Yeah. The last thing you will do is check if someone's got two hearts. And also, how did he check himself into the hospital without knowing what his GP was and, you know, all his facts and figures? It's John Smith, isn't it? He's probably got a good... Oh, psychic paper. Oh, of course. Um, And eventually, after messing around for a bit, there's a storm brewing above the hospital. And what does Martha's sister say when she's a mile away? Yeah, the rain's going up. So, <laughs> you know, there was a big black cloud and storm that is just in yeah, like a just few above meter so- circumference. Yeah, not asked about that. I'm more asked about the rains going up. So that's a mile away. I can't see rain. Thick. Well, the, yeah, it, oh. it's a good idea. It is. It's it one of those where no you have sense. To, you have to be there. Don't you? Yeah, you have to be there. To, you know. I don't know why Martha isn't calling her sister. Would that just make more Well, sense? probably because David Tennant killed her. Pardon? Do you remember when she was in... Is it Martha's sister or Martha's cousin that's in the Cyberman episode with the rift when Rose gets sucked through the wall? Yeah. And she's got the earpieces on it. It is Martha Oh, it's playing. Martha, yeah. And he kills her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I did turn it I'm so sorry. I did my well, duty. I did my... Oh, God! Um, the music's funny on this first bit. I actually recorded it before. Oh, God. Now, you may not have seen it, but other listeners to the podcast might have. Because instantly, when I heard this, I was like, right. I know what this is. No, listen. What's that? You ever seen That's a Raven? Not really, no. Right, well, it's just I, no, it's I when there's a sad it. scene. Da, 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 da. Mm. Little Disney Channel thing. Mm. Uh, that's all I can say about the, the music's goodness. I thought. Uh, I remember the music where the uh, the Jadoon where the Jadoon ships come yeah. over on the moon. That's it's nice. That's I was going to record that, but I didn't. It's probably on the soundtrack. Oh, I need you to torrent something for me as well. Do you want to say that a bit louder? If you can't buy it anywhere, what are you supposed to do? We forgot about the clipboard. When it's on the bed. And he picks, and he it, picks up, it up. And yeah. there's a big uh, blue bolt of lightness. It's just static. Yeah. Right. Hate that one happens in Asda. Big blue bolt of lightning. I mean, I quite like that because it, it grounds it a little bit. That Like, you know, that static that you get every now and again. Yeah. It's it's quite nice to sort of ground it with that. Because when you're a kid, you're going to think Asda's going to be on the moon in the second. Yeah. yeah. And our blood's going to be sucked. Right. Act 2. Can you got anything to say about Act 1? No. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Act 2. I think it's the same pyjamas as he wore in the in his first episode, Tenant. No, they're blue, aren't they, in this? Yeah, I think they're the same pyjamas. Act 2. <laughs> the hospital panics and there's a big hole left behind in London. No, it's not an NHS hospital. It's actually an RHT hospital. Right. What? There's RHT. It's not NHS. It's RHT. What do you mean? 
there's no NHS in this hospital. It's RHT, so I don't know if it's a private hospital. Royal Hospital Trust? I don't know. Why am I trying to think of an answer? I don't know. Well, anyway, it's good that, though. Is RHS a RHT real no thing? No idea. Martha and the Doc meet up and go outside to discover they are in a bubble of sorts that is holding what air is left. All of a sudden, the biggest rocket-propelled dildo you've ever seen lands just next to the building. Like, I know you've seen rocket-propelled dildos, but this is the <laughs> this is the biggest one you've seen. <laughs> it's the Jadoon. Mr. Stoker gets his blood sucked by Mrs. Finnegan. And that's the guy with the sandal ears. Dishes, aren't they? Makes you want to cook a shepherd's pie. Why? A big dish. They are big, aren't they? They are massive. Don't be mean. Um. So we got dildos. We got gimps. Mm. And we got lots of sucking. Neck hickey. What is this? Russell, is it? Is he showing her? It yeah, is yeah. Russell. Yeah, yeah. yeah all right. Just in case she doesn't know. Did you barge in and start to search for alien life signs and catalog humans because they're space police? Some idiot goes against the Legion of Jadoon with a vase. Do you remember that? A vase. Vase. We're not doing this again. A vase. Who do you think you are? Why Why can't I say vase? Because it's a vase. You don't, you don't say vase because you don't say castle or grass or bath. It's a vase. That's how you say it. It's B-A-S-A. a vase. You have a vase. There's no R in it. I'll get my coat. Funny, though. He gets vaporised instantly as oh, well. Yeah. What was he thinking? <laughs> Grab the nearest thing he could find to throw it over someone's head. That's awful. You didn't need to do that. Thank you. <laughs> he, that guy, that doctor, I don't know his name. The guy is oh. just like, he has his little import here and there. He's in, in a few scenes. Yeah. He's like that little girl in your episode. Like, why are you there? Yeah, you're not, you're just, yeah. You don't even die, so what are you there for? Comic relief. It's not even funny. No. You like the Jadoon marking the people, don't you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's great. I just love the fact that you think it's going to be like they're going to, I don't know, stab your hand or something. Yeah. It's Margaret with an axe. One more time. <laughs> Little squeaky How Why does a pen squeak on your skin? It's funny, though. It's like a whiteboard. Well, that is that is something like that, that is genuinely funny yeah, I like that. in You Who. Yeah. Because whilst we were watching this... I don't know if it's supposed to be. I don't know. I, there's four immortal words for me in You Who mm. that I say quite a lot. Oh. Just play it Straight. straight. And it never happens. They just don't play it straight. But they do in that, don't they? When they're marking them with the pens. Yeah. Because that that's funny, so yeah. it works. Yeah. It's not funny if you play it funny. Hmm. It, it just isn't. It's, We're uh, talking to you. And we'll get to that. Capaldi, Matt, Jody, Tennant. Chris, you're all right. All right. Chris did, it, did play it straight, didn't he? Christopher Eccleston? Yeah. Uh, not always. Quite a lot of time. Yeah, there's a few slips up, like when he's slip ups when he's playing with the cards. Do you remember that? In Rose's house. Mm. And the cards go everywhere. Mm. 
Oh, that's, oh, that's okay, I suppose. And then when the hand's attacking him in the autumn one. <laughs> yeah, no, I liked it. It's funny. But <laughs> <laughs> he's fighting with the hand. You see him in the background and you just fighting with it. It's like him fighting with the hand, Tenant fighting with the radiation in his shoe. In this All right. Um, the doc discovers that there's an alien that is June 1 in the hospital, a.k.a. Mrs. Finnegan. Then a, then a man in motorbike gear runs after him and Martha. The doc kills him with radiation and the doc takes his shoes off for the remainder of the episode. Mrs. Finnegan. I thought Flanagan or Finnegan. Which one is it? Finnegan. Finnegan. Florence Finnegan. Florence Finnegan. <laughs> Mrs. Finnegan <laughs> assimilates human form. Mrs. Finnegan assimilates human form by drinking blood, and so the search is on. The doc snogs Martha for literally no reason. This is the point where it's like they give up. Oh, they got, I checked the time. They, got, they had 15 minutes left to wrap it up. What are we going to do? The doc just outright snogs Martha for no reason and guesses correctly that Finnegan oh. must be in the MRI department. Right. Must be in. If I w- literally says, oh, she's smarter. She's as smart as me. Almost. Well, I don't. Well, I really don't understand why she's. Well, I do like, later, but I don't know how he even starts to think of why she's there because he doesn't give an explanation. No, she does that bit. Yeah, it's very nice of her. <laughs> you could just tell me your plans, love. Could you? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> There's only 15 minutes left, so we need to get a shift on now. <laughs> so you know when the shot of Martha's sister, you know, and this is back in London, and. <laughs> See, and the the hospital's just gone, right? One shot is horrific. When we get the close up of the hospital, it's oh. awful. Then the wide shots, lovely. Isn't it? Yeah, it looks really good. When we see the Thames, it yeah. looks fine. Yeah, but then when we see the two policemen standing in front of a big green screen, why are they smiling? Why you could have just shown us the overhead one and then cut to the system you looking. That, you said that he's smiling. Why is he smiling? The policeman's smiling. <laughs> Try to stop Martha's sister from. Lo- Why does Martha's sister want to get too close to the hospital? It's gone. When there's a big hole in yeah, it. Yeah, what do you think it's done? Sunk. <laughs> the whole thing just going. Oh, do you think it's rain? Rain goes upwards. It's a bloody sinkhole. Fuck. It's. Yeah. What? Right. Why? The moon's been no. No. The hot no. 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 The no. hospital has been taken to the moon because the Jadoon don't have jurisdiction to go to Earth. Is that right? Maybe, yeah. It'd be safer just to take that where that alien is. Is that a crime? Because you're interfering? Not when, yeah, but they probably had a... um, A warrant. Yeah, a warrant. Okay. And plus, she can't escape if she's on the moon. Okay. Which means she came close. She's great as well. She is great. Anne Reid, isn't it? Yeah. From Dinner Ladies. What would she say? Oh, she's talking to uh, Mr. Stoker. Mm. Before she does that, what's she saying? She says that she's oh, brought this straw. Yeah, fine wines and... Dirty bitch. She's in Curse of Fenric as well. She is. She is. I remember that. Mm. She's great. She is great. She's great in everything she's in, really. Yeah. She's been in quite a few things. Um, the extras are a big issue for me. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> You've either got some that are like, oh, I'm five minutes late for me train. Or some of them that are like, if I'm really good, they might ask me to be the companion. 
<laughs> no, it didn't work like that, mate. Well, it didn't, although. When they look out the window when the hospital lands on the moon. Right. you got someone at the back that's like, hmm. There's nosing. They... Or is it the front, like, like they have, they're in hell. Well, what, <laughs> this the is thing, their kind the, of hell. The problem with that is it's that... like just before they went, they said, you know, I couldn't imagine living on the moon. <laughs> 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 the problem is, is they land on the moon and everybody freaks out well 90% of them there's some that just <laughs> stood there like, there's a doctor in the background like that completely flat expression yeah. just staring right <laughs> like just, but then right. when the Jadoon ships come over everybody's just like that gawping yeah. Like, oh, yeah Mr Stoke has got his binos out like surely the first reaction would have been oh shit we're on the moon. Right. And then the next one of a mass- three massive spaceships and these aliens storming towards you, that would be the scream. Oh. But that one's just the sort of, what are they doing? <laughs> Who are they? Have they come to save us? <laughs> oh, they're, they're, their outfit's shit, though. I think the design's great. From the waist down, I don't like it. It's a bit Sontarany, isn't it? It's a it? very gimpy, isn't it? I don't mind it being Santorini because they're similar races. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, well, it is essentially a sort of a redesign of a Santorin, isn't it? A helmet uh, that I is the same shape. Well, I like the Santorins. They look like idiots. They do in you who? They do in Aldo. They're better in Aldo, but they still look like absolute fools. You're an egg. Humpty Dumpty. Don't talk about lighting. Dreadful. Awful. We said this, didn't we? Yeah. Especially when the Doctor and Martha go out onto the balcony mm. because they need to check that it's not airtight, even though in this hospital there's no windows open. I think they just went out on the balcony. No. They go out on the balcony to yeah. check. It's like, well, if we open the doors, we might let all no, the air No, they weren't. Out. They weren't. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. They Tenet, do. They don't. Tenant goes out... I think no, they don't. Tennant and Martha go out on the balcony because Tennant wants to prove that he will earn the right to be named Doctor. So he picks up a pebble off the floor and throws it out to see how much air they've got based on the circumference of the force field. That is wiki. No. Oh right, okay. Okay, that's what they're doing. All right, okay. I I just assumed. I it watched was... it fucking th- thrice. Thrice. This is what happens when I watched it more than once. Gets worse. No, no, it was worse than the first time I watched it, but it stayed at that constant level. Yeah. And it's because the first half's all right. I quite like it. Second half, well, at that bit, well, we'll get, we'll get to that now. Mm. So yeah, the lighting's off though in that scene. It's the static lighting, isn't it? The um, is that orange? There's what? orange behind them, and it's in the same scene, different shots have different lighting. It do, where's the orange as well? Somewhere else, isn't it? Isn't it when? Mm. I think it's when the doctor goes to see Mrs. Finnegan. Flanagan. What the hell? What the hell's Finnegan. her name? Florence Finnegan. You know, and he, and he, acts, he acts stupid, doesn't he? Yeah. I think it's there, isn't it, as well? You get that orange yeah. light that's behind him. Where? Why? Where from? But you, I've got a couple of um, <laughs> orange lights in the back of van. Uh, if, if you're struggling for lighting, I've got a few bulbs. We can sort you out. I think no, Phil, they're orange. Oh, you're bloody noticed, Doctor Who. <laughs> Nobody's fucking watching. Hey, 
The Doctor Who was huge at this point, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it's pretty like, big. Massive. Yeah. The CGI looks good, though. With those space cocks coming down. The spaceships look great. Because we watched the, we watched the last two parts of Capaldi's era, and they look like fucking garbage. It did that look big bad, didn't spaceship it? at the beginning. That looks bad. What episode is it? Uh, Story? Uh, World Enough in Time. And Time. These. No. Yeah, what? it is, yeah. Oh, the side of the Mondasian Cybermen. Yeah. One. That initial shot of the spaceship going away from the black hole looks dreadful. This look better. Yeah. The only uh, the small caveat I'll uh, add to that. Yeah, yeah. It looks dreadful when they're on the balcony and you see space behind yeah. them. Yeah, it does. Jesus Christ. Which you think would be the easiest thing to do. It's the lighting though. It's but it too is bright. The lighting, that lighting on the balcony is awful. Well, the, yeah, because they're lit from the front. Yeah. Well, what, they wouldn't be. No. Well, it depends where the sun is. Yeah, but it's the earth that's there. Cause there's no light the coming from uh, below them either, which is strange. Yeah, Because the moon is... That's why you can just see the Just turn the lights down. Just turn the lighting down. The moon refracts light. You know, can we... I see you can we... Crap. It is crap lighting in this, but... Mm. It's all right. The hospital's tiny. In the middle of London as middle well. Middle of London. It's just one... That's why I thought it must be private. Yeah. Only the <laughs> bit of money there. Set it aside. You need to need to in pay private. What is the NHS? <laughs> Skip the queues. <laughs> um Do we want to say anything about the doc's hair? About the what, sorry? The doctor's hair. What's going on with it? I don't know. I've never it's seen it. It's all over the place. Yeah. When he's using the computer. It's so I can find what? out the information. It's just there is static. There is static in the hospital. Yeah, but it's like he's put his finger in the plug, yeah. and then the next scene, it's like normal Jimmy Neutron. It's not normal. That, that Jimmy Neutron's very strange. Not to, like to that extent. Everything else is smooth. Yeah, apart from this one quiff. It is weird. Yeah, what's going on? It's like they had to rush this one out. Can I? Can we mention the first unbearable bit? No. The radiation. For fuck's sake. So he's captured all the radiation. They do this uh, must be three times in Tenant's era. It's just for God's sake. It's not funny. It's not good. It's crap. Mm. Please. Just please. Very Sylvester McCoy. I don't even think it's... It is very David. <laughs> it's very David. Yeah. It's very Russell. Do you know what? Yeah. It's. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But the more I see of it's Russell's. Icky. Russell, it makes you want to look away from the screen. Russell's this era. This is the scariest episode. Russell's era, the more I watch, yeah. the more. It feels like another program in disguise of Doctor Who. It's like it's Doctor Who, but yeah. it, there's something not... See, the more I watch it, the more polarising it is. Because yes. in one sense, it's brilliant. The other, it's terrible. Well, now... It's completely 50-50 you, for You me. always say that Russell was the, the only person who could have done it. No. But the more I watch... I, didn't, I don't say that. You do. You say Russell was the perfect person to bring it back. That the BBC could have chose. Their options... Uh, you're going to add in those filters, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
I would have hired uh, someone else, but they just sort of didn't have the option back then. Would you have monetary uh, expertise? <laughs> just in. I mean, uh, time is money, money is power, so... That's what I was saying. Pay private, skip the queues. Uh, NHS, is that not uh, hotel sharing? I don't understand. At, at this present moment in time, yeah. I don't feel he's a great showrunner. I think... This is pro- this is a controversial thing, probably polarizing. I don't. I personally don't think Russell is a great showrunner. I do prefer Moffat. There's just something about Russell that makes Moffitt. me feel a bit. Mm. It feels a bit dirty, sticky. I don't know what it is. It feels. It just feels very sexual. But it's not Moffat, so as well. Yeah, but. Yeah. It's refreshing that Chibnall's isn't. Yes. Thank God. It, it's just got this. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It... It's like it's always winking at you. Yeah. It feels like there's it's like you're going a cheeky sludge. aside. I don't know what. It, I don't know. I, I'll try. I'm, I need to try and put my finger on it, really, because it happens more so. When it happens with Stephen Moffat, I get this sort of ugh. Yeah, dirty like, man joke. Yeah, just old, old he's one hand typing over Amy Pond. Yeah, but with Russell's era, it's just got this. It feels like there's this horrible feeling on set of it's just not a nice place to no. be. Like no, especially it, the behind the scenes. Remember when we watched uh, Martha going around my, backstage. Yeah. And... It, it's just got this horrible feeling of like it would be my hell. Like there's no one there. It's only Martha there in the film crew. I don't know what it is, but it's just, it just gives me this horrible vibe of this isn't a nice place. No, and not even not sort of. It's like, like it was all done in a warehouse. I'm not saying this because of you know the whole Barrowman thing, which Martha was a big part of. Yeah, or on the receiving end of rather, and I'm not saying it because of that. It. It's always had this weird feeling. All of Russell's era. Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant. Why do you say it like that? I don't know. Four doctors. Christopher Eccleston, David and Tennant. Yeah. It's just got this weird feeling that it's just uncomfortable. Mm. It's say another five times but I don't never know. actually say what you mean I don't we'll know. get it then I'm trying to I'm trying to figure it out do you know what I mean yeah. or am I just saying it and... no it's filth it's filth yeah but it, is, it isn't though is it yeah it, it, it's filth it's just it's, it's as if it's grimy I don't know what it is it's just it's tacky uh, yeah it's aged like her... it's, <laughs> it's, 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 age well, is it? it's aged like a prit stick just dry there's another program that gives me the same feeling as well. Mm. I can't. I think is it Skins? Oh yeah, Skins. Is that the like council estate comedy teenagers thing? Mm. That gives me the same. It, it just. Ugh. Yeah. It, I don't know what it is. I, it's like and you shameless. know there's somebody in the corner having a wank. Shameless you, as well. Don't look. Yeah. Shameless, that's the one. The uh, bloke with the greasy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's what I meant. UK Saint Shameless. It, I don't know what it is. It's, it's that hero, I think. It, it's just not nice. I don't like it. I can't take to it because it just makes me feel a bit... Mm. Yeah, but Doctor Who's not as bad, though. Shameless. 
No, it's not as bad, but it, it gives that me... feeling. There's just something, even when I was a kid watching it, there was something that just... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I can't put I my finger on it. And a lot of Russell's stuff is If like someone that. does know what it... what Yeah, what I means. mean. What do I mean? Because I know exactly what you mean, but I can't put it into words either. But a lot of Russell's stuff is like that, though. Can someone please write in and say, I think it's this. Yeah. Because, do you I, know what I mean about Russell's stuff? Have you seen Queer as Folk? Pardon? The series that he did. The big, it was a big series, that wasn't it? Queer as Folk. Yeah, uh, and that feels a bit like this as well. What was the other one he did? There's one I think. There's the one with Christopher Eccleston where he's Jesus. Is it? Is that his? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. And then there's one with the the guy who's like three to one to be the next Doctor, the young guy. He was in something recently with Russell. Oh, um, yeah, about AIDS in the eighties, isn't it? Yeah. What's his name? It's a sin. It's called. It's a sin. It? That's the one. I haven't seen that. That's quite popular. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's massive. Yeah. I haven't seen it. No. Um, but yeah, Queer's Folk is, has got that feeling as well that it's just a bit. I don't know. I quite like that feeling because this, this, like, this is England has got that kind of feeling. It's just is it just bit... like an early two thousands BBC I think so. kind of? Yeah, I think so. It's like everything's fake, but it's not. But it's just surreal. I think it's just surreal and just a bit grim and tacky and dirty. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, but so if anybody does know what I'm trying to get at, there's definitely action sequences in this. It's a lot of running round. Three, three times. For a good two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I find a lot of David early, early striding. Early knew who does this. Uh, we've been going 10 minutes and I haven't been in action. Right, two minutes. Mind you, there's a Pertwee episode called Planet of the Spiders. Yeah. It's his last story. Mm. And basically, they give him a whole episode to just have a chase. Awesome. That's the whole thing. I'd like that. <laughs> just, you know, it's, I think it's episode two. Or is it three? I think it's two. Where it's just hovercraft, quad bike, car, plane... That sounds amazing. Just perfectly, just... That sounds great. <laughs> is it? it? Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> um, do you remember the uh, like camera angles when there's like micro-actions happening? Zooming in on closing the lock on the door. Gross. This, I think this adds into that gross feel to it that you don't like. It's... Yeah. What, what we don't need to see that. When they handhold. Oh, Punch in the stomach. Go! And the kiss. I mean, you've mentioned this. I mean, what does he? What's his reason for it? There is none. No, there is. I think. It's... I mean, Martha's like worried that she won't see him again because he has to go to Marie, MRI. So it... he just kisses her to make her feel more comfortable. No. What is it then? He does. What does he call it? Genetic transfer. So he he kisses her. So she's a distraction because she's human, but she's got traces of an alien. Right. So it holds the Jadoon off long enough for, for him to die? That makes more sense. I didn't pick that it's, up It's not all. a kiss. It, it, it is a it's kiss. It's a full-on snog. It's, why? They changed tongues. 
<laughs> it's oh god it's like river song with that he she kisses people doesn't she for no a lot but it's kind of like like i don't, I don't it's, it's her just character pointless though it's pointless it's She's, crap it just adds that dirty feel in it yeah it's just got no place it's pointless it's it feels like it's just doing it just to be this is what new who is now because old who never did it edgy yeah, it's just to be pointless. Sex sells. Yeah. It It just it riles me. Right, it's well, at a, least there's a point, I guess, to it, but I thought it was, there's no there's point. There's always an explanation, though, for it. But it's, the explanation is to just try and get their way out of having a kiss. Yeah. Russell. Let me just finish this sentence. No, <laughs> that's Tennant's feet. Why has he got no socks on for a start? It, it grosses me out. But that, what is the point of that? Have I mentioned this bit? The radiation. You didn't go into... Yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah. It, oh, it's just infuriating. Theatre acting. Just play it fucking straight. What is the point of this? Martha's just there looking at it. Out, out, out. Oh, is it my shoe? Is it my shoe? Is it my shoe? Oh, fuck off. Just fuck off. For fuck's sake. Just play it straight. As soon as there's a shoe now. Yeah, but that scene is that... If all... <sighs> we get it. You could just internalise it. Why does he need to get rid of it? It makes no sense anyway. It's in my shoe, so I'll put it in the bin. It kills the, the guy in the motorbike outfit thing. Yeah. Just... But can't it just stay in him? In no, the I mean, motorbike? what does he do? What... He turns the x-ray up. Right. Higher. Do X-rays work like that, where you can see through people just with a naked eye? No. Right. <laughs> they don't. I'd love that. Like you go for an X-ray and they're right, right, ready. Everybody looking. Three. Cover you. Two. Why are you covering? You can see through. One. It. Oh no no no! <laughs> oh, I think it was his shoulder. And again. <laughs> yeah, it is his shoulder. <laughs> One more time. One more time. <laughs> Let me just have a look. Right, I'll see you next week for your cancer check right, well, fucking hell. Act three. <laughs> Mrs. Finnegan is kind enough to tell us that the MRI set up to fry the brain stems of every living thing within 250,000 miles. Right. <laughs> see, isn't it? Info dump. See, this is clever, this, because it's... It's not. It's an info dump. But this happens all the time in Doctor Who, doesn't it? Where the, the main the villain... Tells the doctor exactly what's going to happen yeah. for the benefit of us. Yeah, but they they sort of turn it a bit on its head by still doing that, but the doctor's playing stupid. Yeah. Whereas normally they know who the doctor is. Well, no, because Trouton and Jamie did this when they played stupid. Remember? Oh, that's true. That was a much better way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, what episode was it? I remember it's just those two guys, wasn't it? It was the museum, the museum episode. Museum episode. You with the the tram that goes between the two places, the city and their ship, where they they, they capture slaves of one and they dig. Oh, the dominators. The dominators. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. It's much better than that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's much better. Yeah. Oh well. Um. Old who wins? I'm gonna give right, it. Right. So Finnegan sucks the dock off and he dies. Not really though. 
Because Finnegan sucked the doctor off, she's now assimilating an alien, so Martha decides to steal a Jadoon baton right from them and scans her, and she uses that baton like she's used that short, sort of shaft a hundred times before. How does she know what to press? Well, there's probably just one. Why does on the Jadoon... Because the Jadoon killed a man for putting a, like, a vase over one of their heads, and she just gr- steals just, a yeah. baton. Out of his hand. Who they think is in connection with her. Yeah. And they don't do anything. Right. (laughs) Plot reasons. Turns out Finnegan is a plasmavore. And she's vaporised by the Jadoon and the other motorbike man. You're rotting hell! Oh, goes throwing me that. They've got quite a few few things in common in our episodes. Horrific scream again. We didn't mention Bonnie Langford's scream, did we? You don't need to. Dreadful. You can hear it. Still. Um, The Jadoon scan the Marine machine, but just say, yeah, fuck it. Yo, fuck you, and just leave. Martha uh, rescues the doc by giving him another snog, and when he wakes up and chokes on water... (laughs) (laughs) He, de- <laughs> he deactivates the Marie machine. Bomb, sorry. Uh, the air is quickly running out, suddenly, all of a sudden. But it rains. And out. So as nearly everyone faints in the hospital, the doc carries Martha to the window just to Why? have a look out the window. Why does he carry it? I don't know. As if, like, it's everything's going to go except them two. Where are you going to go? Well, she's not going to go anywhere, is she? No. So just leave her there. They just carry carry her to. The it's window. just because he's a hero. He's a fucking oh, he's, he- so, he's a no, fucking it's hero. No, he's a fucking barefoot hero. Sweaty. Oh. <laughs> and he does that thing with his feet, doesn't he? It's when disgusting. we see him, it's disgusting. Hate feet. I disgusting hate feet. things. Cut him off. Chuck him in the canal. The Jadoon send them back to... Uh, the Jadoon leave, by the way. Oh, sorry. The Jadoon... <laughs> the Jadoon send them back to Earth and all's well. Martha ends up at the TARDIS and the Doc shout to her for him bringing up Rose. And she's now the companion. What was that about? He brings up Rose. She asks about Rose. He's like, Don't bring... Don't you damn it. <laughs> don't, don't you dare bring her... Right. It's like she's gone now. <laughs> How old is he? Twelve, is he? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it just trails off now. It, it's yeah, it's pointless. From yeah, it's now. pointless. <laughs> uh, soon after that snog, just oh, down yeah, it's pointless. Yeah, stupid. First snog, so that's it now. I, don't I mean, well, uh, <laughs> the bit where um, Mrs. The Plasmavore woman. Yeah. The bit where she's. Uh, uh, in the MRI room yeah. at the end. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. When they kill her. But other than that. You got vote sacks on the wall. When yeah, Mars is outside the TARDIS. A little wink yeah. like just remember in in ten weeks, you switch to... it off. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what else to say really. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. No, it, it's it's fine. Yeah. It's a pretty dull amber. Yes, it's it's amber. It's not green. No, it's not green. 
but sadly, I think it is the best story for Martha. Yeah, she's great in it. And then after this, it's just because she just she's very similar to Clara, where she just is who she is and she's just smart and capable. Yes, strong. Uh, yeah, she's just she just doesn't get anything to do no. in in her run, just apart from just wine and pine over the dock. Yeah, and Free Marajaman plays her, doesn't she? Yeah, Free and she Mar- looks. Ajima. Is it? I don't know. I thought it was... Out. All the kids always said that in school. Did they? I think that's because they can't speak. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, actually. But she looks exactly the same now as she did then as well. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like, really weird. And uh, Martha ended up with uh, Mickey. Eh? Mickey? Yeah. No. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. Like, this character goes through the ringer. Yeah, they treat you, it like you end up you dirt. end up on a with fucking Noel Clark, and you were with John Barman the whole time as well. Yeah, and she had well, she's accused Barman as well, isn't she? Oh yeah, Freema. Oh yeah, good honor, good honor. Yeah, like fair play, like because oh, she just went for the ringer, and I feel so bad for well, like, she, Martha, she... Jody, Capaldi. Like just go for the ring, uh, Chris. Well, she's announced that she's coming back, isn't she? To the big finish, probably, isn't it? I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is big finish. Because I think she I said. Want you. Well, I think she has said before that she, the character was so pointless. Yeah. That she just didn't want anything to do with it anymore. Hmm. So. She's gone back on a word there slightly, but you maybe know. she'd want to correct it. Yeah, probably. You know. What a shame. Give me good stories, and I'll do it. Hmm. That's what I'd say. Because really, Martha's the first one in New Who. He should be like, you know, independent and smart. Because and, Rose is very. Well, she's the second companion, really, isn't she? Yeah. I don't count Captain Jack as a. Anything. I don't count Donna either. She's not yet, is she? She was in an episode before. Oh, was she? Yeah. Runaway Bride. Oh, Runaway Bride. Yeah. And it takes a, a season for her to come in. Why? <laughs> don't know. I love Donna. Do you reckon it was just for people to see. A test of waters? Yeah. Bad idea. Um, okay. No, I love Donna and Clara. They're my favourite companions. I do like Clara. Donna? I do really like Clara. Uh, no. The, my problem with Donna is that her with David Tennant, it is just... It's like season, season 17 with Tom Baker. They just try and outdo each other. Mm. It's like, you want to go that big? Right, watch this. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, uh, it's just unbearable to... Right. Yeah, I, I can't I can't hack it. Okay. can't hack it, unfortunately. Clara, on the other hand, I just think she's great. Uh, do I think she's great, or is it just that I like Jenna Coleman? Or both. Or both. Go with both. I'll go with both. With both, yeah. Smith and Jones. Highlights? Jadim? Yeah. The idea of the <laughs> hospital going to the moon. I like that. Yeah. Good idea. Can you just say hospital so we can just be assured that you can say it? Hospital. And Martha. That's about it. Yeah. I'm done. I think Anne Reed. Doesn't Tennant bring this out? Doesn't Tennant bring this down? He does. But he really does in this episode. I really don't get. Like at this time, Tennant was at the height of his powers, wasn't he? He was like, he was everywhere. Yeah. Like front cover of magazines, toys. He's in time. People magazine. He was well. No, he was just 
the biggest he was, thing, wasn't he? Uh, doing DFS adverts, especially with those feet. But he was, wasn't he? They don't, they, they don't wear socks in DFS. No, DFS. Why? But he was at the height of his powers now, wasn't he? Why? David Tennant. Yeah. And it, it, I think... Uh, well, I just don't, I don't rate his doctor. It's just always a disappointment. You've said this. But he's so sort we, of, every time... The thing time, is with you, Tennant, you're always a disappointment. Uh, it is always a disappointment because you're just... He's got the look... But oh. he needs to be Scottish. Yeah, and he can probably. play. He can play it straight, and I wish they would let him. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, maybe he didn't want it though. Maybe he he had a lot of fun. That do you know what? I think that is my main gripe with New Who. What? Just play it straight. And with that, I'm going to give it an amber. I'm going to go amber as well. All right then. Yours was shite. Dragonfire is not up there. It's you know. Is mine? Mine? Well, mine is better, isn't it? Yes. Undoubtedly. But it doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what we think. So we've got one bit of feedback, believe it or not. It is from Andrew Cartmel himself. Andrew Cartmel. The script editor for Dragonfire. I am so sorry. It, I am so I sorry. I feel really bad. So. I am so sorry. So we put my main, after we had a, a brief conversation, hmm. he was very nice as I well. D- well, I just want to say we exaggerate a lot of things. Almost everything. Can I just, st- can, I, can I read the beginning? Hi, Harry. Hope you're well. Right. I am here. Why does no one say my name? People always do that. I know. I am here. Fucking edit the cunt. Hi, Harry. Hope you're well. We had a brief conversation about some jazz albums of favourites of ours. Mm. Shirley Maine, you know, that sort of thing. Black Hawk is a particular classic. Just get to the feedback. Um, He also recommended a saxophone player, Art Pepper, a contemporary of Maine's. Is it anything to do with the episode? West Coast jazzer. Anyway, so... My main, and then in brackets, positive, close brackets, memories of Dragonfire are the brilliance of Ian Briggs's writing, not always well served by the directing, design, etc., and the introduction of our fantastic new companion as brought to life by him. I do like it. He's not in this, though. Yeah. Or the... <laughs> so... So Andrew says that... Yeah. The... His memory of Dragonfire, the brilliance of the writing that isn't well served by the directing and the design, etc. Well, didn't you say that the target book is much better? Or people say that the target book is a lot better? I th- yeah, I've never read the target book for this, but sometimes that is the case that people say, oh, the target book's better. But. Because uh... this story kind of. It's just. This story seems like there's loads of just missed bits. Like, there should have been a fourth episode. It does feel so, like there's a lot that you could do with it. Yeah, like it did, but it's all been cut out. And yeah. too much has been cut out, so there's nothing to do anymore. And probably, in, you know, Ian and Andrew's defence, hmm. it, oh, it is very flat. 
So it is probably a lot of the direction and the design because yeah. the sets are dreadful. Yeah, they are. Like, really bad. Yeah. And the direction is just so point-and-shoot flat, it ends up looking like a college project. And that's not to be, like, disparaging to it, but... Asparagus. Asparagus to it. It's just, it's, you know... It's BBC. It's it's still Doctor Who. Yeah. Even if your hat's not in it and you've just come out of a hiatus, hiatus, you know, try. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know... Money's power, baby. <laughs> it's like fucking an eagle. It's like fucking an eagle on top of Everest. <laughs> on top of Everest. <laughs> Gets more every time. But... Um, yeah, thank you so much, Andrew, for that. Thank you, Andrew. I didn't. Uh, uh, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't mention you. He just mentioned me. Oh yeah. He's asked to send jazz recommendations, so I've sent him a couple. Has he got back sent, to you? Yeah, he sent me a couple as well. Just saying, me and Andrew. You're gonna ever gonna bring me up like that? No, no. Um, hope that's everything you wanted, Harry. And we'll speak again soon. <laughs> this is Harry from the future. We forgot to insert some feedback. We've got another bit of feedback that's come in. Uh, this is Keith Say on Twitter. Just before I read the feedback, I just want to say a massive thank you to Keith for in the previous episode sending in some audio thoughts for what would happen for the future of Doctor Who and whatnot. So yeah, thanks for that, Keith. On the subject of Dragonfire, Dragonfire is an odd story. You can say that again, Keith. Has many of the problems of season 24, but hints at the improvements to come. I saw the actor who played the milkshake cafe owner on stage in Gaslight and he called it Dragon Sire in the programme. Ruined the play for me. It is an odd one, Dragonfire, isn't it? Um, it's just... It's so flat. It's, it's really, really strange. But yeah, you can definitely see that there's some improvements that are coming, especially with that effect at the end of the melting face of Cain. And... Well, when you think about what the next story is, Remembrance of the Daleks, I think, that is such a huge leap forward in the production values and the story writing, I think, essentially, of the, of the whole of Sylvester's run to come. On the subject of the uh, Milkshake Cafe owner in uh, Gaslight, is Gaslight the... that play? Is it Patrick something or other? It's like a... 20s, 30s play. I'm assuming he would have been alright with that in that if he just hadn't have called it Dragon Sire. Anyway, well, hope those thoughts haven't ruined the podcast for you. So thanks for that, Keith. So uh, I think that's all that we've got with uh, those two stories. Do you want to do it next time? Let's do what we're doing next time. We're not doing battleships this time, no? No. We're done with that. <sighs> we'll do it next week. We're done we, with that. We'll remember, if we remember. Okay. When we remember, we'll do it. When Yeah, when we remember to do battleships, we'll do it. Remember, remember the... Right. So, we've done the randomizer. Are you sure... 100% we're Are gonna... we allowed to do it twice? No. Or we have to do the one we pick it? It's just one the one go. click. You one, won't like it. One click and go. I really like it. Do you want to go first? Turn left. Donna. Tenant. I asked. And he got Rose. Okay. Even the kids crying next door. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> Give us a synopsis I, then. I really like it. Um, right. So I, I do remember the, the thing that annoys me about this episode is that I wish it was just, like they would just leave the character of Donna alone. Yeah. There's she. I think we worked it out. There's only like four episodes where it's just her and the Doctor mm. in the series. Everything else, Rose or Marta or someone like that. Just like, they can't kill anybody. No. Don is more than capable to do the series alone. Fucking hell. And turn left. An alien planet. An alien. On an alien planet, Donna meets a fortune teller who launches her into a world based on one question. What would happen if Donna never met the 10th Doctor? Without the Doctor, the whole world is in ruin, and a mysterious blonde tries to warn Donna of the oncoming darkness. Now a simple refugee, Donna is the only... Fucking hell. Don't now, need to watch it. Now a simple refugee, Donna is the only one who can undo the damage. But how? Ooh. It's good. I think... Uh, so this is the episode before Stolen Earth. Can I have a look at the picture? Oh, with the, the bug on the bug back. On the back yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good. So turn left for you. This is one of the few episodes um, in Tenant's era where they play straight. Wow. Think, well, that'll be interesting I think to watch. Be, yeah, I think you'll be impressed with this. I've got no Especially memory. Especially Donna. Of it. Okay, so this time we're going to go for our first missing episode. Oh, that's a new one. Missing story. Brilliant. It's just me next week, is just it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so only episode four of this is surviving. Right. So it is season three, serial seven, the Celestial Toy Maker. Pardon? The Celestial Toy Maker. No. The Celestial Toy Maker. Is he in prison? The Celestial Toy Maker. Would you like a synopsis? If it's going. The travellers arrive in a strange domain. The travellers arrive in a strange domain, presided over... Is that the right... Is that what you say? Presided. The travellers arrive in a strange domain, presided over by the Celestial Toymaker, an enigmatic, immortal entity who forces them to play a series of games, failure at which will render them his playthings for all eternity. I've heard of this and I wanted to watch it and I was gutted when he said it's a missing episode. So episode four is surviving. Oh, it's the last one. The last episode Good. survives. That's nice. Um, all the rest is audio. All the rest, yeah, all the rest, completely non-existent. How do I listen to it? I'll... It's probably on BritBox as Tally Snaps. Just the audio? Yeah. Okay. So there we go. So if you've got any feedback to send us in on Turn Left or the Celestial Toymaker, uh, you can send it in to us the usual ways via email, who can convince you at gmail.com, or we're back on Twitter now. I've had a call. Well, rid- we're back, but it's... We're not. <sighs> well, I've had a call to get rid of all the dickheads. Yeah. And it's a much better place now. It's nice. I, at the moment. I apologise. I have nothing to do with it, so I apologise if you're listening and you've been blocked. Well, it's tough. You shouldn't have been a prick. Oh, you made sure they were all pricks? Yes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Right. Okay. Yeah, I made sure. Okay. Yeah. If you were blocked, uh, I couldn't be doing... Like, they give a shit. Yeah, Why it doesn't would... matter. I don't, care. I don't care. So, yeah, if you've got any feedback to send no, us... No, I mean, in... what, like, they would give a shit about us? I don't... Oh, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't listen. No. It's incredibly dark outside. God, it is, isn't it? Yeah, why? I don't know. Oh, the street lamp's gone. No, it's still there. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. 
Right, well. So if you've got any feedback to send us in on Turn Left or the Celestial Toymaker, you can do it all the normal ways. Uh, who can convince you at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at who can convince. You're going to hear this in a second anyway. Why I know, are you saying I'm all this? Just reiterating that we are back on Have Twitter. Have you got a thesaurus on your lap? <laughs> so, uh, big words today. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're back on Twitter. Don't know how long it'll last. At the moment, it's a lovely place because I got rid of all the dickheads. Um, so there we go so thanks for listening everybody thanks can I say it go on then so thank you everyone for staying this long (laughs) it's been quite a ride and we all hate it just as much as you do right ta-ta then see you next week it's been great why am I waving bye bye now ow (laughs) (laughs) clip me fucking nail celestial toy maker yes what it sounds like a man who's been locked up for diddling. See you next week. All right, then. It does, all right. You can send us your feedback and comments by contacting us on Twitter at Who Can Convince or send us an email to Who Can Convince You at gmail.com. You can also send us some audio feedback, either as an attachment in an email or you can visit speakpipe.com forward slash who can convince you. Be sure to leave us a rating and a review in your podcast platform to help people find us. shoot it through the edge, chuck it in the canal. Simple. Get it gone. If you don't want it, don't keep it.